0: Hey, Night Owls, I'm Krista, and I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? This week, we are on episode 18. Woo! It's crazy. We're We're adults. adults. We are. We can vote and win the lottery in America. <laughs> you Love it. A, Perks. You can do way more exciting things in other places, it turns out, but that's fine. That's okay.
1: No, Lucky us. What about Ireland? What can we do there at 18?
0: Yeah. You, you can, can drink.
1: D- you can drink
0: at 18 in Ireland. And what a fun little segue that was because this week we are doing book first movie the irish edition.
1: i'd make like a little irish jig noise but then i couldn't think of one so just like pretend i did perfect yes <laughs> i was yeah
0: i was trying to think of one too and i was like i got i, got I was nothing. like i don't
1: i don't know any i should have planned ahead for this Yeah.
0: should have actually thought it ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah so we decided
0: that since saint patrick's day is coming up right around the time that this episode will come out that we would do a book set in Ireland, and then to make it extra fun and challenging for ourselves, we decided to do one that was also turned into a movie. And Rachel claimed the one good one that you will think of really fast. Immediately. So I was stuck finding one. I almost had to do uh, historical fiction. I don't know if I told you about the two books that oh. I almost had to pick between. Tell me your journey. Okay, so there's one, and it's I think it's I don't remember what the hell it's called. It's turned. They turned it recently into a movie, like two years ago, maybe 2018, and it won a lot of awards. It's called like mm. Boston or something. I don't remember, really remember. But when I was reading the reviews about the book, uh, one of the reviews, which is instantly why I didn't do it, it was somebody said that um, it's not actually there's no plot to the book. It's basically a telling of a person's life, and just like the things that she does in her day to day. Because she moves from Ireland to, oh, I think, oh, it's called Manhattan, I think, come to think of it. Yeah. So it's just like her diary? Kind of. So she moves from, like, Ireland, wherever in Ireland, and she moves to Manhattan, and it's just, like, telling, and it's, like, set back in, like, the early 1900s, maybe, during one of the wars, and it's just, like, telling her about, like, what she does, and she's homesick. That one seemed really boring. And then also... I'm not a big historical fiction fan. Maybe we can do one and, like, force ourselves someday. Not anytime soon. Find a
1: friend who likes historical fiction and have them recommend one. Maybe we should do that. Or, like, ask a local librarian. That would be a good one. Recommend one? That'd be a good one. Okay. Back burner that. I'll write it down while you keep talking. Okay.
0: Yeah. And so then the other one was called the something sisters or the something girls it's different between the book and the movie but basically it's there was this home for wayward women which simply means that they had a child out of wedlock or they weren't married um and they get sent to this home which is supposed to kind of like rehabilitate them somehow or something like that
1: i think it's just to hide them i really don't think there's any rehabilitation like no usually they treated those girls like scum of the earth
0: <laughs> yeah they basically just like cleaned um and i think they had to like repair like sew and stuff and like repair clothing for people or something but mm. so that was one i was going to do and then i finally found one so i got really excited i almost had one because it's by a canadian irish author but the book was or the movie slash book are both set in america so i was bummed but i finally found one and i think i vaguely either I either read it as a child or it was a really similar style of writing back then, but mm. I did Love Rosie by Cecilia Aaron. What? We have the same author. Yeah.
1: I realized that. I did not tell you that. It just, I was literally, I, I like just, I like just noticed it on my book and then you said that <laughs> and I was going to wait to tell you, but that was a good time. Yeah. So, okay. So it's author. It's I, popular. I knew it.
0: I knew it was going to be because on the back of my book it says that it's, your book is hers also. But I was like, I don't, I don't care because there aren't any other good books. They're different are, books. Yeah. And they're different. Yeah. They might be the same genre, but it's fine.
1: Uh, I'm excited about this.
0: Yeah. So this book is, was also published as Rosie Dunn and I think was originally published as Where the Rainbow Ends. So it's had a variety of names. Oh, okay. But the entire book is uh, written as like letters and emails and holiday cards and instant messenger. Like that's the entire book, literally until you hit the epilogue. That is the entire book. And so, uh, and the book spans. Books like that are
1: fun. I like them.
0: I really liked it. Uh, The book also spans 45 years. Wow. In just shy of 500 pages.
1: That's a big book, honestly. I'm kind of surprised you picked such a thick book. I guess uh, your options were limited, but... And
0: I didn't know it was a big book when I ordered it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have otherwise, but... Uh, but I also have a lot of terrible things to say about the movie. So I'm going to tell you... Yeah, it it was not good. But I'll so tell you about... the book about, was better? The book was 1,000% better. Okay. So I'll tell
1: good you
0: about you know. the book first, and then I will go and complain about the movie. I'll get him a little soapbox. I'm ready. So... The book is about uh, the first main character. Her name is Rosie Dunn, uh, since that's what it was originally named after. Mm-hmm. And it kind
1: of follows her
0: and her best friend, Alex. They meet when they're like, they meet when they're five. Um, And I, I think they're just like in the same class together. And so it starts with um, one of them just like, Writing the other one, like this is literally how the book starts. It's like you're invited to my seventh birthday. There's gonna be a magician. It's at two o'clock. You can leave at five um and so then it just kind of like goes through them and like their younger years um and that it, it flies through that pretty quick, like seven to sixteen is only probably like twenty pages, and then um when they're like sixteen, they decide um. So yeah, so they're best friends. It's Rosie and Alex, and Alex is a boy. And um, Alex wants to be a heart surgeon, and Rosie wants to ultimately own her own hotel. Like, she's obsessed with hotels. Um, She just absolutely loves them. And so she wants to own one. Um, And so, um, yeah. So that's kind of, like, what their plan is after they graduate and everything like that. And then their senior year, Alex's dad gets a promotion in boston and so they move from dublin to boston his senior year of school um and so they kind of have to like be like long distance best friends um and then alex gets into harvard on a scholarship because he's going to do pre-med and uh rosie gets into boston college where she's going to study hotel management and then there's the Debs, their senior year, which is like prom here in America. Um, and they have it all planned out that Alex is going to fly back over and they're going to go together. Uh, but oh, his, flight, his flight gets canceled oh. and then he can't catch a standby. And so she has to go with this guy named Brian. And they call him Brian the Wine because he's Whiny
1: Brian. Oh, mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's the only person that she can find last minute, like literally day of is the only person. Sounds she like can a find. catch. Oh, he is a lovely young man. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just peachy. Um, so they go to the Debs, and so basically their entire childhood, the two of them were like, Alex and Rosie, were just super close and kind of shunned everybody else. So they didn't really have any other friends. It's kind of like just the two of them against the world. And so Rosie is like so upset that she has to go with Brian that she just gets trashed. And she ends up sleeping with Brian. And she gets pregnant.
1: Oh, my God. Are you serious right now?
0: No. Yeah, so she gets pregnant. So she's like,
1: I hate you. And then drunk sleeps with him? Uh Uh-huh,
0: yeah. Hammer decides to sleep with him. I can't. Gets pregnant. I can't. All because Alex couldn't catch his flight or whatever. Jesus. Make better decisions. Yeah. So she decides to keep the baby, and so she obviously doesn't go to Boston College. She stays home. Like you do. And so their kind of long-distance friendship, like, remains, but they're still super close. Uh, Brian takes off. He, like, instantly gets a job over in some other country that I can't remember the name of. So Rosie is basically a single mom, like, this whole time. And, like, her parents are super cool, and she lives with her parents, and her parents help out a lot. Um, And she finally – she gets a job, I think – so Katie is her daughter. So she gets a job when Katie's, like – three or five or something i can't remember but she ends up getting a job at um what they call they call it uh randy andy's paper company or paperclip company maybe maybe it's paperclips it doesn't really matter uh that's where she meets her friend or one of her coworkers who becomes her friend named ruby and they're always like iming at work and everything like that and um trying to remember what order all of this happened there's a lot of it's things. It's a long that book,
1: I understand,
0: happen. yeah. It happened. Yeah. Uh, so just other random backstory things, because they kind of come into play later on. Uh, so Alex has a brother, an older brother named Phil. Phil and his wife end up having, like, five children throughout the whole book. And then nice. Rosie has an older sister who moved to France after she graduated, and a younger brother named Kevin, who's kind of just a dumbass he's not super great or anything like that um but so yeah so she her and ruby from work become like super good friends and uh she all of a sudden she just basically had it with randy andy because he's a complete creep and she's just having a crap day and she screams at him and she Mm -hmm. gets fired and so then she has to yeah so then she has to go like run over all, all over town and like um give everybody her cv and everything like that and she has alex look it over and he like changes all the wording to make it sound like way better than she is so she finally gets a job at this hotel uh working reception and she freaking loves it her bosses are absolutely amazing like everything is just super great and somewhere along the way she meets this guy greg um and as she's meeting greg alex i guess before she meets greg Alex met a woman named Sally when they were in college and they get married. And the whole time Rosie is like, I mean, are you even like really happy? And then he gets married and she's like, all right. And he's like, will you be my best man? She was like, well, doy. Of course I'll be your best man. I'm glad you
1: read this book and not me. Just going to throw that out there.
0: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. With your life, it just, it wouldn't, yeah. It would not be good for me. Didn't even think about it. Yeah. Because, oh yeah, how this goes. How it ends in the 45 years. Because we're only like. Keep going. I'm ready. Not very many years in, anyways. So she, yes, she flies over for for Boston, um, and of course Sally is like super intimidated by their relationship, which it doesn't help that like everyone in their lives are always like, "Oh my gosh, we always thought you two would end up together," and they're like, "Well, no, that's my best friend." Like weird. Okay, whatever. And you're like, maybe if nineteen thousand people tell you something, but that's a soapbox for another. Feel attacked. (laughs) (laughs) no you can feel attacked in uh 25 years
1: Mm.
0: yeah when we're at the end of the book then you can feel really attacked it'll be fine god i kid so (laughs) yeah so alex and sally get married and they end up having a son named mm, leo maybe doesn't really matter his name um and then rosie meets this guy gary and Gary's, like, super nice to her and super nice to Katie. And she's, like, okay, yeah, sure. I am in. I love him. Okay, sure. And, like, he proposes to her and everybody, so, like, Ruby, so Alex is her best, best friend. But Ruby is still, like, a pretty damn good friend. Like, should still mm-hmm. basically be considered a best friend. And so she's, like, telling, so first off, she tells, like, Ruby about it, about the, how he proposed. And she's, like, yeah, he took me to this B&B um over by this like on the on a lake and we went to this restaurant and it was just the two of us and Ruby is like girl i have known you for like five years and i already know that that's the stupidest way to be he's like she's like no that's not what you want she's like i've barely known you and i already she's like i already know that you hate BNBs, that you like the sea not the lake and that when you get proposed to, you want it to be in front of a thousand people so that way they can all stare at you in ooh and awe. And Ruby's like, no, it's a perfectly... Or not Ruby, Rosie's like, it's a perfectly lovely way to be proposed to. It's fine. And then she tells Alex, and Alex is like, okay, well, that's stupid. And she's like, well, how would you do it? And he, of course, has this, like, the most romantic thing ever. He's like, but, you know, I'm just spitballing ideas. Whatever. Totally fine. Um, and so then... Yeah, so they're married, things are fine, he's her best, he's her man of honor at the wedding, um, and then, um, yeah, so they're just kind of, like, going about their lives at this point, like, nothing super exciting is going on, um, and then Sally and Alex get divorced, um, and he ends up and so oh yeah at this point so he gets divorced and he alex is at like goes back to dublin for something um and writes ruby this whole and i'm gonna keep confusing ruby and rosie dang it
1: it's very uh, close yeah
0: and even when i was reading it i constantly had to go back and be like wait who is this i knew time? you meant rosie what
1: this time happening? though um following you're good
0: so he writes rosie a letter about how he's always loved her and he can tell that like Gary doesn't make her happy and he's not away on like job trips every weekend kind of a thing um and like in the interim of all of this her sister has gotten married and her sister has a kid and her younger brother kind of gets his act together um she's working at this hotel right and so he's like hey like all of a sudden he like emails and he's like, Oh my gosh, how are you? How's Katie? How's life? Tell me everything. And she's like, what do you want? He's like, I can't just check in. And she's like, no, no, you can't. I'm just, yeah. But what do you want? And he's like, well, can you get me a job? And so she gets him a job, not at the hotel she works at, but another one, because this, um, it's, these brothers are Bill and Bob. Wow. Yep. They own a whole bunch of hotels. So she gets him a job, um, in one of the kitchens at one of the other hotels. Um, And so that was years ago, like, probably five years ago, maybe. And so all of a sudden, Kevin calls her one day, the younger brother, and is like, he's like, I know that I'm not supposed to, like, look in the reservations, but why the hell didn't you tell me that you're coming up this weekend or down, whatever direction? And she's like, what? Wherever. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I saw Gary's name on the reservation. And he's like, oh, God. He's like, damn it. He's like, did I ruin the surprise? He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, you have to ask the surprise. I didn't mean to ruin it. He's like, but when you're here, like, we have to, like, get together, da, 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 da. And she's like, what? Oh my gosh. So she's like talking to Ruby and she's like, oh, I think he's going to surprise me for my anniversary. And so she calls him because he's away on a trip and he's supposed to come back on Friday. And this is the booking is for like Friday to Monday. And so she calls him and it's like, hey, just wondering like what time you land. And he's like, oh, didn't I tell you my trip's all the way through Monday? And she's like, what? Oh, oh must have forgot."
1: 10. got extended accidentally I don't know what happened
0: And so of course her and Ruby drive over there and find out that he's a cheating piece of shit as you do yep so I would. yeah and so she oh maybe that's yeah and so she's like okay I'm gonna leave him duh, 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 duh. she ends up staying with him after the first time he cheats why? Up, yeah I whatever. hate it thanks yeah, well, because then she so she had this whole plan. She like um oh yeah, so that was the first time. And so then she had emailed Alex and she was like, tell with it, I'm coming to Boston, I'm doing it and he's like he had just met this, like re met this other gal that who he met before. So he met in high school, he met this woman named Bethany. And okay. he met her because on Rose for Rosie's sixteenth birthday. They each forged letters from their parents saying that they couldn't go, they wouldn't be in class that day. And they literally wrote the exact same letter.
1: Mm-hmm. Children. Dumb.
0: And they skipped school and they got hammered with these fake IDs. And um, she ended up passing out and having to get her stomach pumped. And so um, Alex's punishment for that was that he had to work in his dad's office, like filing all this paperwork. And so he met this girl, Bethany, who also worked in the office. And so they like. Mm-hmm. Got it. Kind of dated in high school and then went their separate ways. Well, turns out Bethany's dad is, like, a super impressive heart surgeon, and Alex starts working for him, and so, like, re-meets his daughter, Bethany, and, like, they, like, meet again and kind of, like, rekindle it, and so Rosie has emailed Alex and is like, okay, I'm coming to Boston, da-da-da-da, and Alex is like, yeah, sorry, Bethany, Uh, turns out there's somebody else, can't meet you for dinner, bye. And then Rosie, like three hours later, is like, okay, yeah, no, just kidding. We're going to give it another shot. He swears he's sorry and it'll never happen again. Da, 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 da. <sighs> so then Alex has to go back to Bethany Rosie. and be like, hi, just kidding. And of course, Beth- and then Bethany's like, okay, cool. I'm like, no, honey. No, he just confessed he's in love with someone else. Have some no.
1: self-worth.
0: Um, Yeah, so they stay together and then ultimately... Gary cheats again, or maybe it's Greg.
1: I don't know. They start. It should be Greg. It might be fucking Greg. Oops. What is Gary now?
0: Yeah, whatever his stupid name is. They end up uh, literally only referring to him as the what's his name. No, what's his name? Because Alex, like the whole time that they're married, is always like, "Yeah, when are you and what's his name coming over?" Oh, it's Gary.
1: Nope. It is Gary.
0: Nope. Gary is Ruby's son. So it's Greg.
1: Greg is the husband.
0: Greg's the husband. Greg's a cheating husband. Okay. Gary is a character, though, so there's that.
1: Okay. PSA. If a man cheats once, he'll do it again. And same probably goes for women. Yes. Not to be sexist. I'm just going to say that's probably a human thing.
0: Yeah. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Isn't it? What? Uh, If they cheated with you, they'll cheat on you. Yep. So. Just saying. PSA complete. You're welcome. So, um she yeah so of course he cheats again greg cheats again oh yeah because that's what i was saying is that um like the whole time they're married alex is always like yeah when are you and what's his name flying over when are you like and rosie is always like greg g-r-e-g my husband's name is greg and he's like okay whatever so then like later on her whole after they get because she finally leaves him gets divorced throws all his shit out and it's like Crazy about it, and it's like freaks out as she should, and so he's like terrified to fucking come back to the house to get any of his shit. So that's fun, but then our whole family starts calling him what's his name. So, oh,
1: fun! I love that. That's, that's why I kind of forgot the
0: name because it didn't really matter anymore. I play that game, yeah. And so, yeah, so she's single and she's talking to Alex. And Alex is, um, I think she went over and visited, and Alex is basically gonna break up with Bethany because they're unhappy. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, nope, we're staying together. And Rosie's like, what the fuck? Like, you literally were going to break up. Like, what is going on? Turns out Bethany's pregnant.
1: Oh, my God. Bitches. Have you not yep. heard of birth control? And
0: so, and Rosie is like, well, you don't have to, like, stay. And Oh,
1: Rosie. And Alex
0: is like, he's like, well, I'm already only a weekend father to Theo. Like, I don't want to be a weekend father
1: to this one. You can't get mad at them for having morals. That's the problem. Yeah. You really and can't. So,
0: yeah. So then they get married, and Rosie pretty much just stays single for, like, a really good chunk of time. She ends up having to get a new job. Oh, yeah, because when she was married to Gary, so at this point, I think Katie's probably, like, 13 or 14. The She got offered a really great position with her company at this hotel. They're opening this brand-new hotel, and they offered her, like, the manager role. But it was, like, it's in some, like, really dumb podunk town. And both Greg and Katie are super selfish. And they're like, yeah, no, we're not going. And, like, Katie's 13. Like, you could force her to go. But then, so, because every, everybody keeps being like, Rosie, like, when are you going to take your chance? When are you going to do it? Like, it's your life. Never. Yeah. So, that pretty much just kind of happens, like, back and forth. Like, they almost get together. They don't. They almost tell each other that they love each other. They don't. Uh Ruby or Rosie's dad retires because her mom had retired earlier on but her dad retires and her parents just like start traveling the whole world and everything like that mm-hmm. and then she gets a call and her dad's in the hospital and she calls Alex and she's like they say it's his heart like you're a heart doctor like you know everything like what is going on and so Alex calls the doctor in Dublin who was like with her dad and then ends up having an email he's like I tried to call and I can't get through and he's like I talked to the doctor there Tell told me what's going on he's like you need to get home, because she's supposed to take her exams or something? She's supposed, yeah, I think she's supposed to, like, take her exams. Like, her final exams. And he's like, you need to go home now. He's like, do you understand what I'm saying? You need to go home. Um, so, basically, he's like, fucking, you need to go say goodbye to your dad, because he's not gonna make it.
1: I'm super glad you read this book and Nami. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rough
0: shit. So, her dad passes, and then um, – and they had moved to this – teeny. Or her parents had, like, left the big old house and moved to this super cute little place – not little. It has, like, five bedrooms, but moved to this place that's, like, on the water and all this stuff. And her mom makes it, like, another, like, five years, but basically is kind of, like, slowly dying of a broken heart. And so then um, Bethany and Alex finally get divorced Um, because it's just finally yeah it's just not working and it goes like back and forth for like a really long time I don't know if I how much I want to
1: yeah I was like you're getting close to the end aren't you
0: yeah I guess other random sites other random side stories that happen and then we can decide if we want to ruin the book or not is that uh so Katie has this best friend Toby and it basically they basically are like marrying Rosie and Alex relationship growing up Like they, they have like the same teacher and they're complaining about the same stuff and he wants to, uh, Toby wants to be a dentist. Um, and, but yeah, they basically have like the same things. And so Toby goes off to college and Katie wants to be a DJ. Um, wow. Yeah. And when Katie is like 14, 13, 14, something like that, uh, Brian, her dad comes back and is like, Hey, Oh, she's 13. It's like, hey, yeah, I I want to have a relationship with her. Oh, that's why. That's why Rosie doesn't go to Alex in Boston. Is because so she sends that email and she's like, I'm coming. I ended everything with Greg. I'm coming to Boston, and she gets a letter in the mail from. Brian that's like, hey, I'd really love to have a relationship with my daughter, da da. da, da. So Katie's uh,
1: like,
0: yeah. So Rosie is like, I have to stay and... for her. Like she she should get to have an, a relationship with her dad if she wants one. And so he so Brian ha like owns all these clubs in wherever the hell he lives. Um and so Katie's like, Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I can actually like be a DJ and things like that um yeah and rosie ends up taking these uh hotel management courses so she's kind of doing that while like um katie's finishing out her years and so then after katie and toby graduate toby goes to whatever college it is that he goes to and uh katie goes to live with brian so that way she can like get exposure as like a dj and like because he said that he would let her like meet and work with some of oh. the DJs he already has
1: and stuff like that. Seems like an overpromise from an absent parent. Yeah,
0: I mean it works out it works out for her. Good. But her and Toby haven't really like spoken in like kind of years. So like there's like a long period of time but this this happens with Rosie and Alex too where I was saying like it just kind of goes back and forth where literally it's like here's a birthday card, here's a Christmas card, here's a birthday card like and it just kind of goes back and forth that way and where there's no like real interaction with them um and so so then randomly yeah so katie is living wherever she is doing her dj thing and she happens to run into toby at a nightclub at one of the clubs that she's working at and of course they totally hit it off and they like go out and they grab a dinner um and her mom was like oh so is this a date and she's like what no he's my best friend like he used to be my best friend we're just catching up but of course they end up getting together and hitting it off and they're adorable. Katie and Toby are. Oh yeah. It's super cute. That's good. And so then after Rosie's mom passes, she leaves Rosie their house and Rosie's like, I don't know. Cause like, and Kevin, so Kevin is just kind of a, the trash sibling. Right. As I was saying. So he, he never really like called his family to check in and talk, which whatever. But then when their dad passed, you know, he felt really bad and he wanted to be super involved and he didn't like, cause like they had, um, her mom and dad had like met all these people in all these travels. Cause like they went on a cruise one place and they met all these people and then those people were going to South Africa. So they went with them there. And so they had all these friends. And so after Dennis or dad passed, they reached out and they're like, come on this cruise with us or come to wherever with us. Um, and so the mom goes, because she's like, you know, she's like, it's nice. Like, they knew him. They're like, she's like, I can talk and have, like, good memories and stuff. Um, and it's warmer, which helps with her arthritis, all that, that stuff. That would be nice.
1: That's, that's important.
0: Yeah. But Kevin doesn't like it. He thinks that he, she should be, like, home wearing black and, like, visiting a grave every day. But uh, the he they Dennis was cremated. And so, like, and so Kevin doesn't like that.
1: Uh, Get out of so Kevin. I don't like yeah. Kevin
0: yeah no like you think that he's kind of gonna turn it around somewhere in the middle like once he starts having his nice chef job and he gets like he meets a lady but no he never does still a dick yeah and so then after the mom passes um she leaves rosie the house and rosie is talking to her sister steph and it's like she's like i don't know i mean kevin's like he makes me kind of feel bad like maybe i should sell it we can like split the money three ways and steph is like no She's like, I own a house. Kevin owns a house. She's like, you don't own a house. You live in this shitty little flat. She's like, we are financially stable. You are not. She's like, alright. She's like, I talked to mom about it. Well, before she re- wrote the will, like, keep the house. And so she ends up turning. Rosie ends up turning the house into a B and B, even though she said oh. all along she always hates B and B's. Right. Um. That's cute yeah. Though. Yeah, it's super cute. But yeah, so she's doing that, and then I'm not gonna spoil it and tell you guys if they end up together in the end because you really I could go
1: so either way it really because, could honestly
0: yeah because they kind of fight it like the entire book like there's so many times where they're like oh are we gonna say it are we gonna not say it like um so alex had wrote rosie that letter when they were like in their 30s because mm-hmm. it ends in their 50 and they met when they were five and gary had found or not gary greg sorry greg the shitty husband had found the letter mm-hmm. and hit it
1: of course he did
0: and so rosie never knew and then when um the wedding invite for alex and bethany come because at this point they've kind of been fighting for a long time like literally it's like an entire year where they're only sending holiday cards and birthday cards back and forth and they're not talking and uh they get a letter for an invite for katie for the wedding but not for rosie and so rosie is freaking pissed it turns out greg hid the one for rosie because he finally comes and like after one of the parents dies, he, like, drops the mail off, and he's like, I don't want to be the reason for her sadness anymore. And they're like, okay, whatever your name is, go away, loser. your hey, garbage
1: ex-husband, get out of
0: here. Yeah. So I am not going to tell you if they end up together. Y'all are going to have to read a 500-page book by yourself. I hope they do. But now onto to the movie, The Dumpster Fire. Yes, I'm ready for this. That is also called... Love, Ro- love, Rosie. It is available on Amazon Prime for free if you are a Prime Good. Minister member. So, Prime Minister of Prime Minister, it's for free. Everything's you can, everything's for free if you're a Prime Minister. Okay, perks. So, I ultimately had to stop writing things down because I was just getting angry, and it's a whole bunch of teeny little stuff that just annoy the hell out of me. But I had gotcha. one. I had one note. So, when we covered our romance books. And I did Me Before You. We were talking about, we mentioned that it was Robert Pattinson who was in that movie. Yeah. It's not him. In Me Before You? Yeah. It's Sam Clarfin. Clarfin? I can't read my own handwriting. I honestly
1: thought it was Robert Pattinson. It's not. Because
0: he plays Alex in Love, Rosie. That's the only reason that I know. Oh. Okay. Thank you for letting me know. I honestly (laughs) thought it was. I can't, I can't. I couldn't remember because I'd never seen it. Okay. So some big changes is that Alex and his family never moved to Boston. Like his dad mm-hmm. never gets the job in Boston, so they never get relocated there. So just out of the blue, he's like, let's go to Boston. My dad said that I should try for a scholarship at Harvard. And, and they decide this like their senior year after the Debs, which like, oh, you want to try to get a scholarship at Harvard when class starts in four months? stupid and then after rosie's 16th birthday where they get trashed alex's punishment is that he has to go to the library that's where he meets bethany in the movie instead of at his dad's work Mm -hmm. they were kind of oh yeah so this happened in the book and i didn't mention it is that on her 16th birthday her and alex had kissed and that was right before she fell off the stool and hit her head and had to go to the hospital get her stomach pumped and then the next day when she's hung over as She's like, I don't ever want to talk about that night again. We just pretend it never happened. And Alex doesn't know that she doesn't remember the kiss. So he thinks that she's talking about the kiss and that she wants to pretend Aww. like it didn't happen. So he, and this is what, yeah. they're 16. So he's basically, he spends the next like 40 years, 35 years. Cause the book ends at 50 and I'm not going to tell you what happens. Like thinking that she didn't want to talk about it when really she didn't remember it. Sad. Yeah. So the kiss does happen in the movie. And that whole scene happens also where she's like, I don't want to talk about it. But then because of that, Alex is super weird. And so he asks Bethany to go to the Debs. And so Rosie has to go with Greg. Because where is Brian? Oh, Brian's not a character. Brian yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. And so Greg... At is, all? Not yeah, at all. He's not even a character. He never shows up. So she doesn't have a child? Oh, no, she does. She has Greg's baby. And then Greg leaves to go get his job, his DJing job wherever, and comes back when Katie is 13 and she's like, oh yeah, I mean he is the father and we hit it off great. Uh It's completely freaking stupid. And Greg is supposed to be older than Rosie by like 8 years or something like that and they're the exact same age in the movie, which is just frustrating. Side note in the movie is that, I mean granted the movie only, so the movie spans 12 years not 45, but they don't age at all. They look the exact same as they did in high school when they do at 30, and that just annoyed me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the book, Rosie's dad works in an office, and in the movie, he works in a restaurant or at a hotel, which I think is where they're supposed to say why she likes hotels so much, but really it's because she visited a hotel when she was like seven and she fell in love. Oh. So how Rosie figures out she's pregnant is that in the book, she's talking to her sister. They're like aming or whatever, um, and her sister is like, Uh, You need to talk to Alex. Get over it. Like, it was three weeks. It's been three weeks since you guys talked, because it's been three weeks since the Debs. And Rosie's like, are you sure it's been three weeks? And that's when she's like, oh, shit, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. But in the movie, she's having sex with Greg, and they lost the condom inside her. Oh, no. I mean, classic. But Mm -hmm. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so just go to the hospital, get it taken out. And she takes the morning after pill, but it doesn't work. Oh shit. Could you imagine
1: explaining that to your child?
0: Uh, right? It's freaking way better in the book or yeah. And so then in the movie, that's where she ends up meeting Ruby, is that she like goes to this like random store, this like kinda drug store and Ruby's working there and that's where she meets Ruby and they become like super good friends. And so Rosie decides in the movie that she can still go to Boston and she'll just make up an excuse as to tell Alex why she has to go six months later than she does. Because she's gonna give the baby up for adoption mm. and it's gonna be fine. He doesn't need to know. Sure. And so she doesn't tell Alex about her daughter until her daughter is like three months. How he finds out if she happens to run into Bethany, who Alex used to date in high school in the movie. Bethany says something to Alex and Alex flies over and knocks on the door and it's like, oh baby, hi hello and actually really what it is is that he like picks up a breast pump because she's like trying to hide all this stuff and he's like how do you feel about these breast pumps and she's like oh my god they're such a pain and the- oh how do you know but it's like dude this is your best friend you just kept a secret for like a year and that's a yeah. big secret and then just other really random things that just annoyed me i hate when they just change small shit like when they change the fact that her dad doesn't work in an office like why it's Like what's the point well yeah why does that that's so dumb.
1: I bet you it has to do with, like, there was a cheaper set available. Mm, you know probably. I mean? like, there was just, like, a rando set that was open. Just, like, it doesn't matter where it works.
0: Yeah. So, in the movie, so, in the book, Phil is Alex's brother. Okay. The older brother who ends up having, like, five children. He really doesn't. Right, right. Yeah, he pretty much literally only shows up when Alex, when you just kind of, like, need to move the plot along slightly. But in the book, Phil is Sally's brother, who is his first wife. And that's how they meet, because he's just, at first he's just some random stranger at a bar, Mm -hmm. and then Phil is like, oh, my sister keeps bothering, like, bugging me to ask you to tell her to go buy her a drink. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's super frickin' weird. And then Rosie's first job is supposed to be at the hotel, it's supposed to be in reception, but she ends up being a uh, housekeeper, like a maid, which just seemed unnecessary. Yeah, it seems like, like a low blow. Yeah. It's like, she worked really hard to get her job. At, I mean, and she did work really hard to get her job in reception too, but it's just like, that's not what it was. So that was mm-hmm. just annoying. Rosie, at some point before when Alex and Sally are dating, she had like gone to Boston. It's just starting to wrap up. She had gone to Boston and she had kissed. In the book, she kisses Alex and he like just kind of stands there. And so she leaves Boston a week early. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, Alex tells her that Sally is pregnant. And that's when, why she leaves early. And the movie, Gary, who is the dad, not Brian, because that's stupid, comes back when Katie is five, not when Katie is 13, which makes sense because the movie is 12 years, not 50, but still, it's just annoying. You mean Greg? But Greg. Yep. See, I did it again. I even wrote Gary down on this one. I got super confused. <laughs> Those G names got you tripping. Yeah. It's fine. I wonder if he's Gary in the movie. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's be. why. Yeah, I mean, they changed everybody else's name around. Honestly, I could see that. So to how to get around in the movie, Alex having, not having like two different children from two different wives when he's not married to either one of them, is that um, they make Sally, Sally was having an affair and the kid was never
1: his. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary.
0: Yeah, and then how Alex and Bethany like re-meet, so it's supposed to be because her dad is a super big surgeon. And it's really is that Bethany like runs into Rosie at the hotel she's working at and because she is a fashion model or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I'm wow. going to be going to Boston. And Rosie's like, oh, you should look up Alex. He lives in Boston, which is not how they remeet. Hmm. And so then super sad in the movie when Rosie's dad dies, it's her mom calling to say that he just died. Like she never gets a chance to say goodbye or anything. Her dad? Yeah. Super fucking sad. Totally unnecessary.
1: I don't think I'll watch this movie either.
0: Yeah, you don't, you're not going to miss anything. I mean, that part is sad. That's honestly the only sad part, and it is sad, but they gloss over it very quickly.
1: Oh, probably. They don't want to linger.
0: All in all, the movie is just not very good. I don't know. Maybe if you had never read the book, maybe it'd be good.
1: Is the girl who plays, because I feel like I saw, like, the cover for this movie, is a girl, like, with the long, dark hair and, like, the, like, thick, nice eyebrows?
0: you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. uh Uh-huh. That's Rosie.
1: Okay. All right. I've definitely seen the cover for this because you were talking about it and I was like, I feel like I have some context, but I can't Mm -hmm. figure out what it is. But okay. I can totally picture this.
0: Yeah. Let me see if I can find.
1: It sounds like they changed a lot of unnecessary little details, which definitely drives me nuts too.
0: Yeah. It's, her name is uh, Lily Collins is the actress.
1: Ah, there it is. Isn't she Johnny Depp's daughter?
0: I don't know. Could be. I think she might be. I have no idea. Anyways, I do know who you're talking about. But yeah, okay. so they basically, yeah, they, like I said, they just change so much tiny little shit. Like, Rosie doesn't have an older sister. At some point when she's pregnant, sitting on the couch, there's two small children, and one of them is a younger boy who could possibly be Kevin. Don't know who the other one is. And then they never show up again. Oh. Yeah, she has, like, like at the father's funeral, there are no other siblings around. No one else is here. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, the the movie needs to be, like, could have stepped it up very loosely based on the general premise because we (laughs) took the names of characters and did whatever the fuck we wanted
1: basically that's kind of what it sounds
0: like yeah so Mm. book i would give book a four out of five maybe a three and a half i liked the style it was well written Why three and a half though i don't think it needed to be so long like i know it spans 45 years i guess probably i'd probably give it a four i think i'd stick it a four
1: I understand, though. Like, that's pretty lengthy. Like, mm-hmm. is there no way she could have, like, gotten to the point? Well, like, because randomly, so, like, how
0: like how passage of time literally works is that, like, Katie will be seven, and then all of a sudden, uh, you get Alex sends her a happy 10th birthday. And you're like, oh, three oh. years have passed. So, like, that's how okay. they jump time.
1: Right, because do- it's all letters and stuff. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I guess I'd give yeah. it a four. I would give the movie... Okay. After having read the book, I would give the movie a one and a half.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say two. That is I thought rough. about it.
0: I thought about a two, but it tried too hard and a lot of random things. And I'm That's honestly, very, I'm bitter that they just took names. They didn't need to. They didn't need to, like, make up a new name. Make up a whole new person. You don't even take the same person. Right. The accents were really nice. That's good. The bodies were nice. It's on the beach a lot? Bogg are they? Mm-hmm. On the beach a lot in Boston? No, in uh Dublin. On the beach a lot in Dublin? I don't know. I've never been. Is it cold? Yeah. Oh. Maybe in the summer then? I don't know.
1: Maybe, but, like, when I went, it was, like, gray and rainy all the time, constantly. Oh. No, this was, like, it wasn't a sunny, sunny day. Although, but- to be fair, in the book that I read, she did say, like, in the summer, she was able to, like, lay out during the day. And it was Oh, okay. But it sounds like it's pretty rare. Yeah.
0: But I would say, if you have never read the book, and you have no expectations going in, maybe a three, three and a half. On the movie? On the movie. Okay. Because I think All it right. could be, like, a sort of generic, cute, love story type thing. Obviously still not telling you if they get together, or even if the book and the movie agree in the end. Don't tell me. I'll let you nope. know in 20 years. Yep. So that was Love, Rosie, also known as Rosie Dunn, also known as Where the
1: Rainbow Ends. I like Love, Rosie better.
0: Yeah, I think Love, Rosie, because that's how she signs all of her letters and everything. So Yeah, I
1: kind of figured, honestly. Yeah. I was like, that,
0: that like, feels natural for this kind of book. Yeah, even like Rosie Dunn made sense. Where the Rainbow End makes no sense. That makes sense. zero sense. I think they literally reference a rainbow one, one time. time. And I'm not, I can't even guarantee that that happens.
1: You're just hoping they referenced a reference to rainbow once.
0: Yeah, I'm just. I think I'm. I'm making up memories at this point, and just saying, <sighs> yeah, they totally did that. Oh my goodness! Wow,
1: what a ride! Forty-five freaking years. Forty-five years. All right. Well, I've got another ride for you, but uh, I am so only excited. Half a ride because I this morning was like. I have 45 minutes left on this audiobook. And it's going to take me at least two hours of driving time today. I'm totally set and I'm halfway home, and my audiobook ends. And I was like, oh, that was great. But I feel like maybe this book has like book number two, and the movie covers number one and number two. And then, like, there's like a pause in your audiobook, right? And it was like, this audiobook has been broken into two parts.
0: Oh, no no it, and like it didn't two. even tell you in like the total time it wasn't like total time is 19
1: hours and um oh. no the total time was per part
0: oh so did you have to use another credit on the second part
1: no I had oh. both parts but I guess I just like really quickly clicked on part one when I downloaded it because I was doing it when I was at work like on a oh. break or
0: something mm-hmm. so I literally
1: just like purchased it on my computer and clicked download and clicked play as soon as it was ready yeah. So I didn't realize that it was broken into two parts because I clicked play from like my main page.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah. You I see hadn't played
1: any of it. It played part one. Oh my gosh.
0: So <laughs> it's a good thing you've seen this movie a whole bunch of times at least.
1: I really have. And honestly a lot happens and it's, it's a pretty long audiobook. So if there are two parts, it's a 14 hour audiobook. Oh wow. So I honestly figured it was the seven hours that my ha- audiobook was you know what I mean because it's not that long of a movie that's yeah like, no way <laughs> but after saying your are beast of a book I'm gonna guess this book's probably the same ish length I would think 14 so. hours is a long audiobook and they're Irish so they speak quickly yeah that's true I didn't think the about The narrator that. speaks very quickly So it's not slow like The Night Circus was audio, like narration-wise. It wasn't like I could go to 1.5 speed and it was no problem. Like, I had to really ramp myself up on this one. So half of this is going to be me talking about my book versus what I remember of the movie that I've seen a million times. And the other half is going to be me talking about how to very quickly listen to an audiobook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to learn.
1: Oh my gosh, it's a new skill. (gasps) A new skill I didn't know I have. Or had, or needed.
0: But now you did. So, oh,
1: honestly, that's the resume. I'm excited about it. Like, once you get used to it, it becomes really natural. So, we'll okay. do that. Um, but the book that I did was P.S. I Love You, which, of course, is classically the one that you think of when you think of a book that was made into a movie that's based in Ireland. Um, mm-hmm. The book and the movie are very different. They have the same main premise. That's kind of like mine. Yeah, I think it's because her books are so long.
0: That's I'm not, true. I'm not kidding,
1: I'm guarantee yeah. it's because the books are so long. So like the main story plot line, like the main vein of this is that Holly's husband, Jerry, dies really young from a brain tumor and he leaves her letters mm-hmm. for her to like get instructions on like things to do like every month for like a year after he dies. Okay. So like that main premise stays the same. So I appreciated that and I understood that you had to take some liberties. Also, <laughs> sorry, adaptation.
0: I think I've literally only seen this movie like one time.
1: So, <gasps> I used to watch it every year. I love this movie. So, I am going to be like slowly
0: remembering things. And be like, "Oh yeah." So, yeah. this is basically brand new for me.
1: Basically. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about the book first and then I'll get into the things that the movie did wrong. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Which is a, a lot of them. All right. So in the book, um Ollie and Jerry are childhood sweethearts. Like they meet each other when they're fourteen years old, like in school. Oh, that's cool. that's like, adorable. Right? Like her friends go up to him and tell him that like she thinks that he's cute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like thing. And so they start dating or whatever that means at fourteen years old. Yeah. Being friends, hanging out, holding hands. Yeah, one of Whatever. my coworkers, him and his wife are seventh grade sweethearts. That's adorable, but also could you imagine actually being with your seventh grade sweetheart? I'll I die. could not, but you know, he's. It works for like a very small percentage of the population, and I'm so happy for them.
0: Yeah, they're adorable. I've met them, they're it's lovely. Super adorable, and I'm hella jealous.
1: Yeah, but I'm Anyways, really glad, so I'm so really glad I did that with my right, though? Yeah, so that's 14 is, like, 8th grade, right? So, yeah. Basically around the same age. Like, middle school sweethearts. So, they've been together for always, and so, like, Holly has always felt like her purpose was to be with Jerry. Like, hmm. she doesn't really have a career, so she kind of, like, jumps from, like, thing to thing. Like, she mostly does like reception work, but, like, when she gets tired of it or decides, like, the boss sucks, she'll just like, switch to a different place. Um, hmm. I, don't, I don't remember what exactly Jerry did honestly, but he had, like, a more steady, like, kind of career, and he made all the money, basically, and she just kind of, like, did whatever she felt like doing, um, which is, you know, good for her. Must be nice. Uh, but I think he was in, like, marketing or something like that. Hmm. Something boring, but steady. So, um, they were... I'm trying to think how old they were when they found out he was sick. Uh, I think 28. Oh. When as has a migraine. Oh, no. Away after a few days I'm 28 uh, mm -hmm. I know right oh my (laughs) god Good, I don't like this already they're 28 and they're married and they have a house and they're just like living their cute little life and they've got their like routine and you know they fight over like who's gonna get out of bed and like walk across the cold floor and turn off the lamp but like no one wants to buy a new lamp either because like it's fun to like jokey argue you know what I mean yeah like they just like they've got this like super cute little life together and he has a migraine one day and it lasts for multiple days and Holly was like okay like that's not great like maybe go to your doctor so he goes to his doctor and finds that it's a brain tumor which mm. is horrible at 28 yeah. years old oh jeez so i think he was given like months to live um so she basically quits her job because her boss doesn't understand that she needs like a more flexible situation or more time off or whatever in order to like spend time with her dying husband because I think he's going through chemo and stuff, but there's not really much you can do for a brain tumor at like the stage that they found it. Like it was far, um, but he didn't really have any other symptoms, you know, so that, how would they have known? Yeah. So Jerry dies and the book basically kicks off with like Jerry has already died. And Holly has just already been spending weeks, like, not showering, but, like, just staying at home and, like, not answering the door. Mm. And, like, her mom will call every now and then to make sure she's alive. She, like, can't remember the last time she, like, even bothered to set an alarm or was really, like, awake during the day. Like, so Holly's not doing great. (laughs) She's not having a good time. But I guess in Ireland you get, like, a widow's stipend? No. So like if your spouse dies unexpectedly like you get money so like that's how they explain like they don't go into a lot of detail and I don't even know if it's like a real thing but like mm-hmm. that's how they explain it in this book is that she gets a widow stipend so like it's obviously not a lot because she does express on multiple occasions being concerned about money mm-hmm. but she also like isn't concerned enough to like really worry about it go
0: find a job right away or anything right okay
1: Holly yeah is just doing, doing a lot of nothing not not a lot happening for Holly. Just just grieving. Not sure what to do with her life because Jerry's been her life and she's never real queer, you know? So, like, what do you do? Like, they had started talking about children before he got sick. So, like, that sucked. So, like, she's, like, thinking about, like, the life that she could have had that, like, no longer exists for her. So, like, Holly's in a pretty dark place. Um, So, at the beginning of the book, her mom calls her. And her mom is all, like, chipper and warm and loving. And, like, that's who they, like, portray her mother to be. Mm-hmm. It's not the movie. Oh, but that's who she is in the book. Okay, yes. <laughs> and she was like, "Okay, well, I was just checking on you." And she was like, "I was just taking a nap." She's like, "Okay, well, you're always taking a nap." Like, <laughs> she's like, "You should come by the house sometime." Like, there's a letter here. And Holly's like, "No, I don't really want to, or whatever." Like, I'll, I'll get there eventually. Um. So, like, like basically, at the beginning of the book is them introducing her friends, right? Mm-hmm people call and like check in on her. So like Sharon, one of her best friends calls, who also was like close with them in middle school. The one who like told Jerry that Holly liked Jerry when they were little, like Sharon calls and checks in. So like, that's basically how the book starts. Is like, they introduce the characters by having them call and check in on Holly. Okay. <laughs> because all of her friends and family have checked in. And at this point, Holly has been like, pretty like deep in the dark for a few weeks. I think maybe it's like two months when the book really starts she decides, you know, like, I'm gonna, you know, take a shower. I'm gonna go get my hair done because she like looks in the mirror and realizes that like her dark roots are growing out because she's a blonde, you know, like she's just like, Oh, I guess I do look terrible. You know, like her friend, uh, one of her friends comes by the house and is just like, Hey hun, like have you showered lately? <laughs> like, <laughs> So, like, she, like, talks Holly into, like, going upstairs, and that's when she, like, looks in the mirror and sees herself, and, like, she comes back downstairs, and her friend in, like, 30 seconds is, like, totally cleaned up her living space that was, like, a complete chaotic mess before. Yeah. So, she's all guilty, and she's, like, okay, like, I'll try to, like, pull myself together a little bit and get out of the house. So, she, like, goes and gets her hair done, and, like, I love her hairdresser. He's, like, a classic, like, in his 50s, but, like, really like flamboyant but elegant gay man mm-hmm. oh, love it yeah so like she goes to her hair salon and he's just like oh my god everyone clear my afternoon schedule like you're gonna take my two o'clock you're gonna take my three o'clock like <laughs> i'm not taking lunch <laughs> somebody bring me food like like all hands on deck for this hair situation so you know it was bad um because like this guy knew jerry too because like he's mm. always been going to him for a really long time oh okay And, like, they went to, like, his birthday party. And so, like, they talk about, like, this gay man's 50th birthday party in which Jerry wore, like, a pink shirt and, like, a pink boa. Like, just talking about how, like, just, like, fun-loving and, like, goofy Jerry was. And, like, everyone loved him. You know what I mean? Like, just that kind of, like, thoughtful, interesting, funny, genuine person. So they talk about Jerry a lot, basically. I mean, like you do. Oh, yeah. So Holly finally makes her way to her parents' house. And, uh, all of her family is there. She's got four siblings. Come, I believe this is where they introduce Kira, her sister at the same time as everybody else. So Kira has been away in Australia and she didn't like make it back for Jerry's funeral because Jerry's funeral happens before the book starts. So like the funeral isn't part of the book, but they do talk about it during the book. So, like, she gets to her mom's house and, like, she realizes that her sister Kira is there and she's, like, all excited to see Kira. And so, like, they're catching up. And, like, Kira is, like, the wild card in the family. So she's younger than Holly. So, Holly is, like, the middle of five kids. So, she's a got two middle older child. brothers, a true middle child. She's got two older brothers, Kira, and then Declan is the youngest. And he lives at home and he's still in college. So, she, like, goes home. So, she's catching up with Kira and, like, They just do, like, classic family, like, semantics, where I guess, like, not everybody gets along, everyone's got, like, big personalities, like, her oldest brother, Richard, apparently is, like, the most boring person on the planet, is, like, how they describe him. (laughs) Like, he was, like, born with, like, adult tendencies, like. They just think he's super boring and his wife is the same. Oh my gosh. So they don't, they don't really like them. And then their kids, like she feels bad for like his kids because she's just like, they're never like, like Kira brings candy and he doesn't give it to them because it's going to rot their teeth. Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of freaking parent. Mm -hmm. So like, that's the kind of like Richard that you see at the beginning. Um, and then Jack is her second oldest brother who's older than her. So the second brother, second sibling. And they were really close, I guess, growing up, like super close, like could basically read each other's minds. I think they're like two years apart or something. Um, so like, that's like her closest sibling. And then Kira's the only sister and she's the next underneath Holly. And so they're pretty close as well. And then Declan is the baby. <laughs> so he, he's living at home. And so they're, you know, Kira is giving stories about her adventures in Australia. And she like shows the family, her new, like, butterfly tattoo on her butt, like I guess they joke that she gets a different tattoo for every continent. Like her dad jokes that, but the siblings joke that it's a different tattoo for every man, (laughs) not every continent. Um, so like just general family semantics. And because like Holly, like at this point is like, okay, I'm actually kind of curious to see what's in this letter that like mom says that she has for me, but like, I don't want to seem over eager for it. And since so she gets like caught up in like the family dinner, you know, and so at the end of the night, <clears throat> she asked her mom for the letter, her mom was like, "Oh yeah, like it's over there, and it's more of a a package." Hmm. And she's just like, "Well, it's a package, like it's not a letter. Like, what are you?" That's it's kind of different, but okay, it's definitely different. So she opens it, and there's a bunch of there's like I think there's eleven envelopes, and there's one labeled for every month. Hmm. So it's like I think it's March. I can't remember. Maybe May, March would
0: be so convenient because this is coming out in March.
1: I honestly do think it is March. I think it's March, April, May, June, July. Yeah, hold on. I have the list of them: March, April, oh. May, June, July. Yeah, no, it's definitely March. Super convenient. Perfect. It's like we planned this. Oh my god! Amazing. So there's eleven letters, one for every month for the next eleven months, right? So she opens the first letter, and it's from Jerry. Oh. Jerry has set it up that she gets to open one of these letters every month for the first year that he's gone. And where this originated from was it's like an inside joke with their friends. Oh. Yeah. So I thought that was a really interesting thing because that's not in the movie at all. But basically, like, before they found out he was sick, like, how I was telling you that, like, Holly and Jerry would, like, joke about, like – you know, like who's going to turn the lamp off or like who like forgot to disarm the house or like that kind of thing. Like she would do, she would like set the alarm off or like forget the toothpaste lid or like silly stuff. You know what I mean? And he would joke that like, I'm going to need to leave a list so they don't forget to do things when I'm gone. And so it became like an inside joke with their friends. So like Sharon and John and Denise, they like, whenever they would go out, they would be like, yeah, definitely add that to the list. Like, (laughs) got this like beautiful white dress, but then she drank red wine and spilled it all over it. Oh, so, like, oh yeah. they like, don't buy an expensive white dress, like add it to the list. <laughs> like that kind of thing. That's so like, cute. just like yeah. jokey, like silly stuff that would just happen like throughout your day, you know, mm-hmm. when your shit happens. Yeah. So like that was the list. And so Holly, as like this time had passed that she knew that this letter existed with her mom, um, cause her mom told her that all it said on there was like Holly Kennedy and then the list. So she started thinking about it. And so basically leading up to her actually finding her way to her mom's house, she was starting to wonder like maybe it is from Jerry. Cause she was thinking maybe it was like severance or something from work because she had just quit her job. Right. So she figured it was like something unimportant. And so as soon as she finally opens it, she was like, Oh my God, he actually made a list. (laughs) So she's like super pumped. And so she calls Sharon it, like they, they describe it as like incoherent babbling. And Sharon is like, I need you to slow down and start from the beginning. Like, I can't understand <laughs> anything that you're telling me right now. She's just like, I want to hear you. <laughs> so she tells Sharon about it. And the first thing on the list is to go get a birthday outfit. Cause her birthday's coming up. They he wanted her to like go out and have a good time. Like with her girlfriends for her birthday. And I guess like he used to call her his disco diva. Oh my because gosh. She was always the last one on the dance floor. She never wanted to go home. And so, like, he was just like, hey, my disco diva, like, go get yourself a nice birthday outfit and go out with your friends and have a good time. So he basically starts, like, giving her things that, like, he knows that she's probably not doing because she's probably grieving. So, like, it's like she feels like he's there again. Like, she's like, I get another year of Jerry, basically. So, like, while she's doing these things, she'll just be like, yeah, he's, like, definitely here. You know what I mean? Like... It's super sweet. So she goes out and she, like, picks a birthday outfit. And so her and her friends decide to go out for her her birthday. And I think they just go with a cab, but they get super drunk before. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. They describe that they go through, like, several bottles of red wine. And then there was a bottle of something harder before the red wine. They are pretty trashed, like, before they even get to the limo. So they go to a, a couple clubs and, like, drink and dance or whatever. But I guess there's this one, like, really exclusive club that, like, only the celebrities get into. And it's, like, a known thing. But they're, like, we're going to get you in. It's your birthday. We're going to get you in. And so Denise, like, goes up to the bouncer and was just, like, excuse me, we need to enter. <laughs> and they're, like, uh, nope, not on the list. And they're, like, do you know who we are? And um, Because it's Holly's birthday. She's wearing, like, a birthday crown. And they were just like, this is the princess of, I don't remember where they said it was, like make up some country or Finland or something silly. Yeah. And and they were just like, and we are here for diplomatic reasons. (laughs) And like, (laughs) this is our one night out. And he's like, okay, well then she can come in and you guys cannot. And she's like, well, you don't understand. Like I am her lady in waiting. (laughs) I have to be with her at all times. He's like, well, then you can wait at the door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so like after a little while of this they finally let her in and one of the other bouncers says to like the main bouncer who finally was like yeah fine whatever go in he was just like why did you do that they're obviously lying and he's like yeah but i've never heard such a good lie <laughs> it's like they tried really hard they're so committed yeah they put in major effort and so like they go in and there's like celeb like low-key celebrities in there that's like a local anchorman and they start like trying to take like a picture of him or like one of them's like being that's who silly. makes it in is, a, is an anchorman on a local I mean, it's, news it's freaking dublin i mean I,
0: <laughs> I just why even have a like a club that, for that, that is, that's like strange i know that was like the
1: anchorman that was like that was like the celebrity that they met so like sharon starts goofing around and denise is recording her and so the anchorman is like behind her and sharon is just like this just in we hear like this anchorman is smiled Denise, I believe you saw it happen. And so they go through this like silly skit about, like, yes, he definitely smiled and somebody else saw it too. No, it was not a fart. It was definitely a smile. Like, it was so good. But then the anchorman comes over and he's pretty mad that they've got him on camera. Like, when he's trying to like have his night off. And I get it. Like, yeah, he probably he's a has celebrity rules about it. He's a celebrity. He's a local celebrity. So they get like drug out of there by the bouncer. <laughs> But even better is the whole time her brother has been recording them. Like, so beforehand, because Declan's in college, right? Mm-hmm. So before they go out, he was like, do you care if I tag along and like take some shots? I'm working on a project that's like about club life in Dublin. And they're like, totes, let's do it. Come cool. on, why not? So he's along for the ride. This is an important detail later. Okay. So Declan's along, they wake up the next morning all extremely hungover because they're 30 now and it doesn't recover quite as well as a 29-year-old body.
0: Yeah, that happens.
1: Everyone hates their life for like an entire day. One of her brothers calls and is just like, what did you do to my girlfriend, Jack, the brother <laughs> she's close to? And he's like, because Abby's like moaning in the background. <laughs> so it's not good. Um, <clears throat> but her brother Declan, apparently he's in a band. So he has a show that night. So, even though she's, like, pretty hungover, he talks her into coming to his show. So, she goes to Declan's show at this, like, local club. Or not club. It's, like, a bar where people, like, do live music, basically. Um Called Hogan's. It's, like, everyone knows where it is, I guess. Um It's, like, the local one, you know? It's, like, the, the one everyone hangs out at. Or, like, I don't know. That's basically how they described it. So, she drags her hungover ass to hogan's so she's not really drinking or anything (laughs)
0: it's expected she needs some Uh, dog that'll fix it right up
1: i i mean i kind of thought that too at that point if it's been all day like if i have a hangover that lasts that long at a certain point i am probably gonna have somebody to drink to see if it just helps like i will take anything
0: yeah then yeah once it's like oh and now it's
1: five o'clock like it's not gonna get worse no no it's not good so I think, I'm not sure if this is the same day, but, like, her brother, Richard, comes and visits and, like, has, like, an awkward visit with her. And this then he's I think super she goes, weird. he's super weird. He, like, comes and brings her a plant and then, like, tells her where she should put the plant. And she's like, whatever. Yeah.
0: I Don't think this is I all the same day.
1: Exactly. Like, it's super weird. Anyways, so he does that. And I think she's still hungover, which is why she was, like, super unamused about him being there. <laughs> I think he said something like, I missed your birthday or whatever. I want to check in. So Richard comes in the middle of the day while she's still hungover, and then she goes to this club to see Declan play. And while she's at this club, he's like, I hear there's a music, like, contract promoter person, whatever they call him, recruiter here. Like, keep an eye out for them. So she's looking around, trying to see if she can, like, spot, you know, like, the middle-aged dude in a suit or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what she's looking for, which is, like, I was like, wow, it's such a stereotypical thing, but whatever. Yeah. So that's what she's looking for, and she sees this guy who's, like, close to the stage and like obviously paying very close attention and like dressed kind of nicely. So she's like, it's him. It's totally this guy. And so she like tells Declan, she's like, it's this dude over here. And he was like, no, it's not this dude. He's like, I know this dude. And so like the guy comes over and I guess he owns Hogan's now. So Hogan's got sold to this guy named Daniel, I think it's O'Connelly. And she's like, oh, you're not going to change it to O'Connelly's. He's like, no, I can't afford all the letters. She's like, that's fair. Also, Hogan's is like a known place at this point. He's like, yeah, it's pretty well established. I don't think I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with that. So this is where Daniel enters, right? Um, I'm fairly certain. No, I think it's the next time they meet. Never mind. Okay. They meet a couple of times, but not for very long. So I'm trying to remember which order these meetings happen. I think this is just the one where they meet each other. They chat for a little bit, and that's about it. So, like, nothing happens or anything. But, like, he's, like, described as, like, very attractive, and I think her sister Kira flirted with him a little bit, but nothing major. Okay. Right. So that moves on. Fast forward a little bit. uh, I think this is where the next uh, letter comes into play. So this is after her birthday, and he tells – Jerry sends her the next letter, and that's to get a lamp with a switch. So she doesn't have to get out of bed anymore. Oh! So she like goes shopping with her friends, and so like I what I really like about this book is like half of it is like Holly recovering to become a full Holly, mm-hmm. and then half of it is like Holly finding a way to heal herself. Yeah. So like it's not completely romance focused, which I really appreciate because I am more than halfway through now, mm-hmm. and she still hasn't really had any relationships or anything like that. Okay. Which makes sense Good. when you're spouse love of your life unexpectedly dies and
0: i would kind of hope it would be that right like if you were like
1: yeah at in june we're on letter four she met a man I'd
0: be like no right
1: uh i think at this point at the lamp with the switch point she is spending time like with her girlfriends i think she starts talking about feeling happier she was like i don't have as many days where like things are terrible like i've been getting out of bed more uh, she talks about, like, cleaning her house regularly. And so, like, this at this point, like, you kind of see Holly, like, start to recover a little bit. And then she gets the next letter. Mm. I'm pretty sure nothing, like, significant happens otherwise, though. Okay. It goes pretty quickly from one letter to the next in this first part. And the next letter is for her to do karaoke. <laughs> and apparently they had a bad incident a few years before. In which she like fell off the stage while doing karaoke. She got oh. a little bit too into it. And so, like, she's never done it again. That was the first time she'd done it. She She's not a good singer and she knows she's not a good singer. And, and she's she like, off the
0: stage. and then she
1: falls off the stage oh. because she was like, I got into it and then I freaking fell off the stage. <laughs> like, most embarrassing moments of your life you don't want to repeat, right? Mm-hmm. And so she opens the next letter and she's just like, no, absolutely not. And she's just like, and Jerry was just there telling me, yes, you're doing it. And so at this point, because Sharon and John, Sharon's husband, who is also like Jerry's best friend, they're like the four middle school BFFs, John and Sharon call Holly at like midnight and are like, did you open the letter? What does it say? Because like at first they were a little like mind blown that there were letters.
0: Mm-hmm. They're just like,
1: he did what? Like what is happening right now? Because like she immediately calls them and it's just like, he made the list, you know? And so but at this point, like they're pretty invested. I'm like, see what happens next. Yeah. And so I they're like, too. oh my God, did you open the letter? What is happening now? And she was just like, I'm not doing it. I won't do it. And they were just like, what is it? And she tells them what it is. And they start laughing so hard that Holly hangs up. <laughs> she just hangs up. <laughs> and then I, it says like, they do this for a little bit. And it was like 10 minutes later, Sharon calls back. Holly hears silence. And she's like, Sharon, are you still laughing? And then you hear Sharon laughing in the background and John say something to Sharon. And then. Sharon hangs up, <laughs> and then 15 minutes later, Sharon calls back and is like, "I'm okay. It's totally fine." And then like John giggles, and then Sharon goes off again, and then it's just like it's so fun. Like they do this for like five pages. It's super. Oh fun. my god! I swear. Like classic best friends. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. How could you not? Like, it's like your best friend's most embarrassing moment. You get to watch it again because then yeah, they have and to do it. They
0: have to do it now. And now you're reliving it. And You oh, have yeah. to do it.
1: Right. And so they were like, okay, well, like there's this one place that does karaoke. Like you need to call them, find out when it is, and like put your name on the list or whatever. Like find out, you know, the details to make you more comfortable, like however it works. So she calls the karaoke place because I think Jerry listed it. Oh, she so had I a plan. Think, I think. I think. Yeah, he had like. A, he was very good planning. So like, I think he listed like the place he wanted her to call. I'm pretty sure is how they found it. Can't remember exactly. I mean, it's been like six hours ago of audio listening. So she calls the karaoke place, and Daniel answers. Oh, so she was already nervous about calling the place, and she had kind of liked him because he was kind of cute, but also she's not really in that place. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so she didn't really want to talk to him and then felt really embarrassed about asking questions about karaoke night and then didn't want to do karaoke night. So like (laughs) Holly kind of panics. Um, And before when she was talking to Sharon about calling the karaoke place, Sharon was just like, just say you're asking because a friend wants to do it. Like you don't have to say it's you. Like if it makes you feel less like weird about it, you know, Mm -hmm. just say you're calling for a friend. And so he was like, okay, well what friend? It's just like holly kennedy and he was like oh i met her the other night and she's like oh yeah she mentioned it and then was like oh shit what if that sounds like i'm into him i mean just super briefly in conversation <laughs> and i don't want like, i don't want people to know it was me who wants to do karaoke but i can't think of a friend so i'm gonna say my own name oh, my right God. and so he was like oh well who am i talking to she was like um sharon this is sharon <laughs> he's like oh okay well it's a karaoke competition it's not like karaoke night oh shit so it's like multiple nights so you like compete and then the crowd votes and then you get to move on to the next stage hard pass i don't want to do that he's like and i don't really know what night it is because i just took over this club because it's above hogan's apparently but it's just not very well advertised oh it's like a little like karaoke club above the the regular bar it does sound good though yeah, it does sound really cute. Honestly, I would totally go here. Um, and he's like, I'm not really sure. Like, let me go see if like one of my servers or whatever, like knows like what the deal is. And so he was like, yeah, like, it sounds like the competition's full. You would have had to sign up months ago or like your friend would have had to sign up months ago or whatever. And she was just like, Oh, like no big deal. Um, like here's my number. Like if like somebody drops out or something and she's like relieved, she's like, okay, well I don't have to do this for months then. Yeah. And he calls her back like two minutes later. And he was like, "Hey, Sharon. Like, I'm. I just was checking the list, and it looks like Holly's already signed up." Oh fuck! He did. He signed her up. He signed oh, her up god. for this competition, for the competition. months <laughs> ago. Asshole! Oh my god! Months my god. ago, right? And so she was like, "Oh fuck!" And she's like, "Oh, okay. Thanks. I'll let Holly know." <laughs> and so Holly's like, "God damn it! can't do this competition. Thanks a lot, Jerry." Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god! So <clears throat> that was great, and so she like calls her friends, and they're just they just think it's hilarious, like your friends do. And she like goes to dinner with her family. I think next because the competition isn't like for a couple more weeks. And so I'm pretty sure the next thing she does is like go to dinner with her family, and somebody brings up the competition, and someone was like, "Did I hear you're going to be in a karaoke competition?" And she's like, "No, no, huh? never I, heard. Of I don't know. What, I would never do that. Do you know me?" And they were just like, why are you lying to us right now? I guess, like, Sharon or Denise had, like, told one oh, of them. Oh, I'm sure one of them, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, we're totally going to be there to support you. And so, like, <laughs> just, like, the hype of building up to this competition, like, Holly is so stressed out about it. And she's just like, I'm not going to do it. I totally can't do it. And um, so they finally get to day of. And first of all, Danny tries to talk to Sharon, thinking that he spoke to Sharon on the phone. Oh, yeah. And Oops. so he was like, Oh, I need to talk to your friend Sharon. Cause she like Holly gets there really early for karaoke and he's like, Oh, I need to talk to your friend Sharon. I talked to her on the phone last week. And like, I feel terrible that I didn't know what was going on at my own club. Like, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like I just took over. Like I want to apologize to her. So she knows I'm not like this completely disorganized club owner mm-hmm. because they're regulars here, I guess. Um, and so he's like, he's recognizing that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So Holly was like, oh, I'm sure she's forgotten about it. It's it's totally cool. He's like, no, no, I need to apologize. If
0: you talk to her, she won't have any
1: recollection. Right. So Sharon shows up. And Holly is, like, behind Daniel, like, trying to wave at Sharon. She was like, oh, my God, look at me, please. And Sharon doesn't look at her. And Daniel is just like, hey, I'm so sorry about that miscommunication last week. Like, I just wasn't really sure yet. Like, I'd literally taken over the weekend before. Like, I didn't know all of our schedules. And Sharon was like, you've got the wrong girl. Like, I don't know who you think you're talking to. And John is, like, super suspicious. Like, who is Sharon talking to on the phone? Oh, no. Who this weirdo think he's talking to my wife about? Like, and so Holly finally catches Sharon's eye just as um, Daniel starts to, like, walk away, like, super embarrassed. Like, oh, my God, what the hell? Am I crazy? Yeah. And Sharon was like, oh, Daniel. Yeah, that conversation <laughs> happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> playing it real cool. And he's like, oh, okay, good. You remember. She's like, sorry, I just... She holds up her drink. She's like, too many drinks. I just couldn't remember. (laughs) And so, like, John thinks this guy is, like, super weird. And, like, he's like, what is going on here? And so Holly's like, thanks. I'll explain later. But uh, the karaoke competition starts. And Holly's like, oh, my God, this sucks. I think there's, like, they don't say exactly how many contestants because they really only name the two that are before her. But I think they, like, insinuated there's probably, like, five to ten contestants. So... (sighs) It's right before Holly's supposed to go, and she, like, gets, like, stage fright, like, bad, like, runs to the bathroom, locks herself in there, hears her name called, and is like, nope, absolutely not. (laughs) So Sharon has to go into the bathroom and, like, talk Holly into coming out, and, I like, the DJ guy, like, came in there to, like, see if everything was okay, and, like, Holly had, like, a total meltdown, and so Sharon finally talks her into going out, and, like, the whole bar just waited for her. Oh. It didn't just move on to the next person or anything. So, like, she finally walks onto the stage, right, and (gasps) everyone's staring at her. And she's like, well, I guess I've got everyone's attention now. Mm -hmm. We should have just gone and done the thing because they would have just kept drinking and talking. Yeah, and they should (sighs) have just kept going and then had her at the end. But whatever. Whatever semantics is more dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. So, she finally goes up there, and she ends up having, like, a really fun time. Like, she... Didn't sing very well, and she knew it, and she didn't want to win. And like all of her family was there, like her brother Richard, obviously the one who's boring, didn't understand that she didn't want to win because he like always say that he like doesn't understand people. And, and so he, he's like, "Well, you probably should have sung better." He was like, "I'll vote for you or whatever," and she was like, "Oh my god, don't!" <laughs> <laughs> I would Please, vote for her anyway. She's like, "I don't want to relive this in three weeks." I would. That's um, why I would vote for her. <laughs> exactly. And so, like, she loses, and, like, her whole family and friends, like, they jump up and down and scream. They're like, oh, my God, you did terribly. Nice work. Like, like, it's like a super fun, like, positive Holly moment where she, like, feels really proud of herself, even though, like, in the moment it was really embarrassing, you know? But, like, in the end, she's like, I did it. Yeah. Like, I freaking did it. Um, And this is the point that I was thinking of with Daniel. And she's talking to him, and she says something about her husband. And he, like, offered to buy her a drink or something because it's his bar. So he's, like, I'll pay for your drinks because, like, they've been chatting or something. And he was, like, oh, like, I don't want your husband thinking I'm trying to, like, get you drunk. So he's, like, is, is he here? And Holly was just, like, yeah, he's around. Oh. Like, because, like, it's this is one of the things that Jerry told her to do and all of those things that he's told her to do. She's, like, really felt like he's there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in the crowd. Like, she can feel Jerry around her. And, like, she remembers, like, the moments that they had together. Like, at the last karaoke night, even though it went poorly. You know what I mean? Like, she remembers it. Like, he took care of her and, like, joked at her and, like, made fun of her. Or like, whatever the case may be. Um, so, it was really sweet. It was just, like, yeah, he's here somewhere. And he was, like, oh, okay. So, like, Daniel thinks she's married.
0: So, she did not take the free drink? Because.
1: No, she did. Oh, good.
0: Good. Oh, so, you can, I'm pretty sure you can still have a free drink, even if you're married. You just get two uh, of them. As
1: long as they know. Yeah. Anyways, so Holly kind of leaves Daniel at that point at that impression, but she's, like, pretty happy with herself, right? So the next letter is coming up at this point because she gets the letter for karaoke, but it's, like, three weeks later, right, the actual karaoke competition. So it's almost time for the next month, which I believe this was, so March. So May. March, April. May. So May is the next one. Yeah, I think so. Um, And so the next one is to donate Jerry's clothes. So he lists all of the things in the apartment that are his – And what he wants her to do with them. This chapter was tough, but he basically was just like, "I want this to go to my friend John. Like, you don't need my clothes to remember me. Like, all this kind of, like, really sentimental, like, sad stuff." I think at this point she notices that, like, her garden outside her her house looks like it's been cleaned up, Hmm. but she hasn't done anything, so she doesn't really think much of it. No, she's like, later. Okay, she's like, maybe one of my neighbors did it. Seems weird, But whatever. Mm-hmm. My garden's clean. Most of this next chunk of stuff is about her donating his clothes um, and then the whole her brother recording them at her birthday party comes back around at this point. Ooh, okay. So he had told them at the last family dinner that he was just working on a project about clubbing in Dublin, right? Just like he told Holly and her friends when they went out. So Declan calls her and he was like, I'm going to be on TV. And she's like, what? He's like, my film. My film's going to be on television. And she's like, wow, like the clubbing one? And he's like, yeah, I won like a competition at school. It's like a film competition. And so it's like a documentary on clubbing in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, totally. Like we're going to go. And so like their whole family like goes to this bar because donating clothes isn't really a huge plot line. Yeah. Net- um, <laughs> so her whole family like goes to this bar to watch Declan's movie. This movie is literally just her and her friends going throughout their night. Oh. Like it goes over them getting super trash beforehand and talking about how they're gonna be good girls tonight like on her friend like her friends on the way to holly's before her birthday they're like we're going yeah but we're gonna be good like all this stuff and then it's like scenes of them being dragged out of the club by the bouncers for videoing the celebrity and so like he puts it together so it's like really funny Mm -hmm. but it's still their night like they're embarrassed yeah it's like they're drunken escapades and he had told them like yeah maybe like the back of your head will be in a shot or something when they asked about it
0: Mm Hmm. he's like what is their full face
1: it was all of it. And like, it's the on the TV. Entire, it's on television for Oof. everyone to see. And Oof. even better is it got good reviews. Oh, and no. so they were going to continue to air it. Oh, shit. And on more channels. Hard pass. So the air, it airs the first time and she's upset, but she knows that her brother's really proud of himself. And so all she really says is like, hey, like that was kind of shitty. Like, mm-hmm. but." I wish she have said something to me, right? And so the next day she was like, You didn't think you were gonna get off that easy, did you? Like, I just wanted you to have a good night because you just did a good job. But I'm hella pissed. Yeah. Good on She's her. She's like, I just lost my husband. Like I've got to try to get a job. People are recognizing me in public because all of the tabloids are talking about this show. Oh. Like It's bad. Like she goes to like, like Sharon calls her the morning after and she was just like, did you see the tabloids yet? And she was like, no. And so she goes to like a newsstand and buys like all the newspapers and every single newspaper is talking about it. It blew up. And so like, she's like, I'm proud of you. But like, what the hell? Like, why would you think I'm okay with this? And he was like, "Well, Kira, I thought that you would be cool with it." And then all of a sudden, he was like, "Oh shit, you're gonna kill Kira because Kira's <laughs> older, right? Uh-huh. Kira's older than Declan, and so she's the other sister." And she's like, "Why would you okay this?" So Holly like storms up the stairs to go confront Kira. She's like yelling at Kira the whole way, <laughs> and then she gets into Kira's room, and Kira's like sobbing. Oh, and she was like, "Oh my, oh my God, are you okay?" I guess she's only seen Kira cry like once ever. Mm. Like as siblings that just like wasn't Kira's role she was like I wasn't even sure she knew how to cry like <laughs> like I wasn't positive but I guess like the reason Kira came back from Australia was not to be like supportive of Holly I mean yeah it was like that's part of it but like she had a fight with a guy she was dating mm-hmm. that she was with for like a few months and she didn't think he would like let her leave Oh, She thought he was going to stop her at the airport, and he didn't, and so she was, like, sobbing in her bedroom, like, looking at, like, photo albums of him.
0: Oh, so she wanted him to stop. He, she wanted yeah.
1: him. Oh, I thought they, – they, they, like, fought over something stupid.
0: I thought it was, like, an abusive one, and it was, like, good on her.
1: No, it was, like, a good relationship she wanted him to be more okay That yeah. makes sense. yeah yeah but i guess Kara usually like floats from guy to guy right so holly didn't really expect any of that and i guess Kara didn't really either she's like i'm still upset about it like it's stupid she's like you just lost your husband 10 years like and i'm here crying over a guy i lost like over just like a few months and her, holly's just like i get it like it's still lost like it still sucks it's never gonna be fun like you can't really compare so like it was like a nice sister moment and then the whole like drama of the the documentary thing faded away okay just Just kind of stopped caring yeah it was something that they needed to move along the story basically Mm -hmm. because they needed to fill up a month's time which is Mm -hmm. totally fine because like add some family drama that's totally cool fast forward a little bit we're going on to the next letter okay this is new and halfway through the book
0: i know we're on what march april may june we're on the fourth letter of eleven
1: Actually, this is July. I was mistaken. So, birthday okay. outfit was March, lamp switch was April, karaoke was May, donate clothes oh, was June. That's right. I, I forgot, forgot about the car- the the uh, lamp switch.
0: No, you said you mentioned it. I just I smushed it, it, it together, I smushed yeah. it with karaoke. I forgot it was its own letter. Okay, so we're yeah, in July. So, now
1: we're now we're on July. Okay, so in July, she opens a letter and it says, like, Happy Holiday, and oh, there's cute. like a brochure inside with, like, it says, like, some travel agency attention Barbara. Hmm. And she's like, what the heck? Like, does he think I'm just gonna go on a trip? Like, what? Like, it's summer. I mean, she could. She doesn't have a job still yet, does she? Exactly. No, she does not. Still no jobs. No jobs. Um. <clears throat> so, she's like, well, that's weird. So, Holly makes her way to this travel agency, and Barbara, this lady there, is like, She's been working there for a long time. She's not like real interested in her job. She just like gets by. She's usually like one of those like people who are short with their customers, but like she does remember Jerry because before Holly gets delivered the letter, we get like a little flashback Mm -hmm. of like Barbara's interaction with Jerry when he first came in and she was just like, he was hunched over like an old man, but then he got close and I realized he was a young man. And so I was happy to like help him because like he seemed like very genuine and like he really needed some assistance where usually like I'm sassy with my customers who like don't know where they want to go because that's not really my job to tell you where to go. So she like walked Jerry through booking a trip, right? Mm-hmm. So Holly shows up and she's like, Is Barbara here? Barbara, <laughs> anybody? Oh, yeah, got a bar- and Barbara's like Yeah. Why? And she's like, well, I was supposed to talk to you. Like my husband gave me this letter and this is all it said. And she like hands it to her. And she was just like, I got nothing for you because at this point it's probably been over a year since Jerry booked it.
0: Yeah. And also she's like, he didn't, he probably didn't, wasn't like, Hey, my wife's going to come by in a year after I die. He probably was just like, I'm going to book this trip. No, he wasn't
1: real specific. He did give her like the confirmation paperwork and he gave Barbara the confirmation paperwork at the time and was just like, can you hold on to it for me? So my wife doesn't find it in the house. And she was like, yeah, totally. And he was like, and please don't call the house to confirm like the seats or anything until after the 1st of July. Okay. Because she will be notified in July. She yeah. needs a letter, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, so Barbara's assistant was like, oh, Holly Kennedy, like, you're on my list to call next week. But, like, it's weird. I was told not to call you before July 1st, no matter what. Like, just mm-hmm. like, it was, it was kind of strange. She's like, I'm not really sure why. And Barbara was like, oh, click. uh-huh." Oh. Like, you're Jerry's wife. Go, Barbara. And Holly's like, yeah, I am. So they, like, kind of connect over this really sweet moment. And she was just like, yeah, like, he wanted to, like, book. A trip for you. And so she like gives her all the trip like details and like all of her seats. And she's like, it's for your friends too. So it's for oh. Holly and Sharon and Denise. Oh fun to go to Spain for like oh. five days. Fuck yeah. Right? Yeah. Hell yes. So Holly's like blown away. She was like, Oh my god, you guys don't even know. Like, you'll see. So she like calls her friends and was just like, Hey, you should meet me at my house. And so Her friends come over to her house right away and Holly again notices that her garden looks like it's neater. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's really weird. But I don't think much of it other than that. No, but like another Mm. section is like cleared. Like, completely weeded and cleared. So, it's very strange. So, like, Holly thinks this is a very strange occurrence. And then she starts getting flustered with, like, her keys. Like, because she's got, like, too many keys on her ring. And she, like, can't figure out the one to get in her door. And her friends are like, okay, like, you need to calm down. Like, tell us what's going on. And so, like, finally get Holly in the door. And they were just like, well, what did Jerry say? And she was like, oh, he just gave me this. And they're like, what the hell does this mean? Like, the little brochure. Mm -hmm. They're like, did he book you a trip? And she's like, no. And they're like, oh he's like he booked us a trip (laughs) i (laughs) totally saw that coming but i was just as excited (laughs) right exactly and so like i love the way she did that like little excitement build up but like there was some like flustered get there and so like everyone pops a bottle of champagne and it's like yeah we're going to spain in three weeks fuck yeah oh great Um, that'd be nice So, leading up to Spain, um, Kira's birthday happens, and so Kira, at this point, had, like, had some flirtations with Daniel, and so Holly was, like, oh, she's into him. Like, that's cool, whatever. I guess that's fine. Like, my younger sister with the pink hair and tattoos is into this guy that I am kind of think is nice, but fine I'm not in that place no big deal yeah so she's like tried to like kind of encourage her sister to like you know reach out to him or whatever but her sister hasn't like really done a lot because she generally just kind of floats around so Holly didn't really think anything of it either Um, but her sister calls her and is like, Hey, I'm having my birthday, like I want to do a family barbecue. And Holly's like, Oh (sighs) I don't want to. That's exhausting. Um, Exactly. Um, and so Kara's just like, No, like I need you to come and I want you to invite Daniel, and like so uh holly's just like well that's really awkward i don't really want to invite this guy for you but i guess i will because we all know him at this point because they've been to the club enough that like her and her friend group like like know him and her friend denise actually started dating one of his friends who's the dj who had to talk holly out of getting out of the bathroom Mm -hmm. and denise typically like a like a like a flirty person who doesn't really stick with anybody for very long is like head over heels with this Tom guy. So like Daniel's kind of like worked his way into the friend group by proxy. Okay. That between liking Kira and being best friends with Tom, who's now Denise's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, all right, like, sure. I guess I'll call him like, I won't be that weird. Like I know this guy. Um, kind of. Sort of, maybe a little. Sort of, maybe. So she like invites him and he like comes to the barbecue, but Kira, is, like flirting with this other guy, and so she was like, Oh, maybe Kira's not into him, like, whatever. That seems kind of weird. And then her family her parents come out with like this birthday cake, and Kira's boyfriend from Australia shows up. Oh shit. He what? was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I oh. this was all so stupid. Like, please take me back. And so, like, Kira jumps at him and everybody's happy, right? Oh, good.
0: Phew. I was worried that she was going to be sassy and be like, no, no, you waited
1: too nah. long. Okay, good. Shoot. Never fail. Um, so Kira ends up with that guy. So Holly was like, oh, like, sorry, Daniel. And he was like, oh, no big deal. Like he like jokes, like don't want to mix business with pleasure because before this Kira was complaining to Holly that she didn't have a job and Holly knew that Daniel needed a bartender and Kira's bartended in basically every country she's been to because you, it's pretty universal. And so she she had Daniel for Kira's birthday give Kira a job.
0: Oh fun.
1: Offer That's her good. a job.
0: That's right? a really good birthday gift. So I That's didn't give like, you gift. flowers or a
1: sweater, but uh, I got a you a job. You. So right. And so Daniel's like, actually that works out well because like now she's my bartender. That would be weird. Like yeah, that would be kind of it's all for the best. and appropriate. Right. It's fine. Yeah. Um and so um I think they end up like leaving together and like hanging out a little bit afterwards, but like nothing really happens. He's just nice. She likes him. And he still thinks that she's married. No, at this point he said something about her husband. Good, good call. I can't remember at what point they have met like randomly so many times. Um, But at some point that he did say something about her husband and she was just like, Oh no, like Jerry's gone. She's like, I meant like he was around. I think it was like an, at the, um, the premiere for the video, the docu series. Oh. Oh, Daniel okay. was there because it was at his bar. Mm-hmm. So that's when they talked about it, and he was just like, "Oh, like, is he here?" And she was like, "Oh, no, he passed." And he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't meet him the other night. Like, I feel horrible. I would have come to his funeral and like paid condolences." And she was like, "No, he's been gone for a while. Like, yeah, I just, he was. He also was there not with there. me but not there. Okay. So like, she had, she did explain this to him. So at this point, he knows that she's single, but he also knows she's a widow. It's so, like it's complicated and it's new." yeah exactly so nothing really happens there um so we're all we're getting closer to the point where i <laughs> i lost i lost okay. it but we're still, we still have a lot to do yeah i was um, saying you can always update us next episode too so i'm probably gonna have to because i'm gonna finish it because i'm curious to see how the book does the ending differently also i really like, want to know how some of these things
0: i might actually listen to this one if i like the narrator
1: because I've tried a few of yours. I liked the narrator.
0: I am, I found I'm very picky with female narrators. Me I too. And so I've started a lot and then I always return them because I just don't care for
1: it. But I like them better if they have an accent. Yeah. I don't know why.
0: I don't know. I think I just listen to so many books that are narrated by men and like the strong, like I listen to a lot of like the military type books and they're the strong, mm-hmm. deep
1: voices. And I don't know. But, anyways. So. Gotcha. Next letter? Um, not quite. Ooh. So they're going to go to Spain now. So oh, they, yeah. They leave for Spain on like July 31st to like August 5th or something. So she has to bring the so letter so with her. She brings the letter with her. Okay. Right. So her and her friends, like, <sighs> it's just like such a classic girls trip. Like John offers to drive them to the airport and then immediately regrets it because the entire way they're like screaming and singing in the car uh-huh. and like being completely goofy and then like. They are like they're gonna drink in the airport, but like someone is like, no, no, thanks. And then Holly's like irritated that her friends are being wet blankets. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, drink like, in the airport. Like, it's spendy, but airport. do it anyway. But you do it anyway, like- right? And then they meet this girl in the airport who was like, oh my god, I recognize you guys from the docu series. No, that her brother did. She was like, I've seen it like ten times. She's like, I'm an actress too. Like. What are you guys doing now are you making another one they think it's, an, they think oh, it's like a show sh-
0: they oh. think they're acting
1: <laughs> so they like kind of um, like Sharon kind of plays along with it and Holly's just laughing hysterically and they're like ignore her she's just she's just excited we're going to Hollywood it's gonna be fine right so they like kind of like mess with this girl who's like fangirling over them and they end up like sitting next to her in the freaking airplane and then being at the same hotel as her oh. Sh- Right, of course. Um, I think day one or two, like, they basically spend a lot of time, like, not really scheduling anything, but, like, just, like, eating and relaxing and, like, hanging out on the beach and, like, chilling in the pool, you know? Like you do. That's my favorite kind of vacation. I don't really like to make plans. I like to just, like, if there's something big I want to do, I'll plan that, like, one thing. But otherwise, I just like to kind of, like, see where the day takes. I think I also like to do, if I'm going to plan a big thing, I want
0: it earlier on so I can... Do my one big thing, and then have the rest
1: kind of relax and chill do whatever. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to feel but like like I'm ten building to up. eleven a.m. Yeah, like nine to eleven a.m. I feel like is good for like an activity on my vacation day. Anyways, mm-hmm. at least start. Get me out of my hotel. Get me at breakfast
0: at my hotel no later than nine. Maybe I leave my hotel at ten, and if I'm back at mm-hmm. two or three because I'm having the time of my life, that's fine but don't make me don't make me wait around till two o'clock to do any even on a saturday thing like even on a in town oh you want to grab drinks at six on a saturday no i want to grab drinks at
1: two on a saturday at the latest noted krista noted i'm sorry my birthday party's so late in the evening
0: it's on a friday and i have to work so it works
1: i will forgive you thanks um anyways so they're just like kind of chilling on this trip like doing doing a lot of nothing um but they decided to go there in spain out on i don't remember what they keep calling it it's like it's like a dinghy basically it's like a little rowboat kind of thing but they had a special word for it it's not like a gondola it's like one you would drive yourself but they had a special word for it i can't remember it now um it doesn't matter semantics they go out on this like little tiny boat to like just like kind of dick around in the water and they end up like talking about like Daniel and like how Holly's kind of avoiding him and Holly's feeling like her friends are keeping stuff from her you know what I mean and then like feeling excluded because she thinks that like Sharon and Denise like know what's going on in each other's lives but are like not telling her the good things or the bad things doesn't just like she knows anything because like they don't want to like burden her with the bad or like rub in the good because like she just lost her husband
0: that makes sense yeah
1: right so like they kind of argue and bicker and they lose the the paddles no they lose the paddles oh no and so like at first they're panicked and they start like screaming for help and at a certain point they just like get hysterical like total giggles (laughs) just kind of like a lot of people do when they like get nervous do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like just like total stress giggles so like they're like on the floor of this damn boat giggling stuck in the middle of a lake or something and like one of those like police raft things like lifeguard people come over they've been screaming this whole time and somebody finally called it everyone, in. yeah everyone from the freaking beach is just like watching them yeah like
0: they're not very far out like they could jump. yeah they're not gonna swim in no
1: okay well, well, we'll send them. not <laughs> so of so the lifeguards like pull them into the boat and they're still laughing and they like get them onto the beach and then they're just like what are you guys looking at like sure now you're here you could have helped us like freaking a half hour ago like we could have died <laughs> you know like that's what they were at they was like we're gonna die out here yeah and you're like not really but it's okay <laughs> right exactly so like um I think it was probably good I think it kind of released some of the tension that like everyone was kind of feeling because like they're on vacation um so I think I'm pretty sure they just spend the rest of the vacation. This is where I started listening at two times speed. I hope became a super listener. I was like, oh, geez. Time to get through this. Um, <clears throat> so they, like, kind of wrap up the vacation. It's fairly uneventful. Uh, Sharon, though, pukes. And Holly is like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, yeah. I just live like a seasickness dream about getting stuck on that stupid boat. Um, <laughs> like, that's what why I'm sick. That's like, not just, like, what it is no it never is uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah so sick to stream my ass so they get home and holly at this point is like feeling pretty broke right pretty pretty down oh i forgot to tell you what happened in the letter that happened on the trip
0: okay yeah i was just about to ask i thought she was supposed to open the letter on the I trip was,
1: I, I just looked at my like letter notes and i was like oh there was a trip letter okay good. okay Phew. so day, day two of the trip she opens her first letter which she's, like, surprised that she wasn't, like, eager to get it at midnight, right? She, like, fell asleep. Mm. Well, she's on vacation time. Opened it the next morning. That's kind of what I figured, too. Yeah. I think it's it's supposed to be, like, she's starting to move on and not feeling so, like, stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, There's something else that's actually is taking good. a little bit of her mind. Yeah. She's appreciating, like, what she's got going on right now and not spending all of her time worrying about Jerry. Um, so on the trip, he basically sends her a letter that's just like, Hey, like, i hoping, I'm hoping you're having a great time with like all of your friends. Like, this is a place that like, we're going to go to for our honeymoon, if you recall, but like, we didn't end up coming here. They went somewhere else. So, like, there was, like, a special reason that, like, he picked this place. Mm, that makes sense. That's cute. Um, and he was, like, not a lot of people know this, but if you go and you, like, pointed her to, like, the tip of a beach and he was, like, and you look a certain direction, there's a lighthouse and that's where the dolphins go in the morning. And so, like, really early one morning, she, like, goes out and, like, sits on the beach and, like, watches the dolphins, like, jumping around by the lighthouse. Oh, I want to she go she just there. says she just sits there and, like, feels like Jerry's sitting with her, like. It was like really sweet. So that was, that was the trip letter. It's not like super eventful. You know what I mean? That's why I forgot about it during the trip drama.
0: Yeah. It doesn't tell her to do <laughs>
1: anything really, but. No, but it's just like, it's just like a really sweet, like touching base. Like here's a cool thing that you can look at in Spain. Um, <clears throat> so they finally come back and <laughs> yeah, she gets the next, the next letter here soon um I'm trying to think of anything significant happens. Oh, she starts harassing her neighbors to try to figure out who the heck is doing her garden. <sighs> I'm invested in this damn garden. I'm super invested in this garden. I actually
0: don't know yet. You mentioned it, and I was like, "What? You know, it doesn't happen in the first half." Yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to the book or wait until the next episode for you to well, tell me what happens in her to garden. Great.
1: Right. Okay. Continue. So she like so she like gets home and is like, "Okay." what the heck so she starts like confronting her neighbors and like she brings up all the wine around basically she's like hey thanks for doing my garden and they're like yeah i didn't do it i, don't really oh, know. I think it nobody would nobody like- knows who she like harasses a neighbor kid <laughs> she like sees like a neighbor kid with like a lawnmower and she's like hey you i know you're doing my lawn and she he's just like it's just a lawnmower i'm not doing your like freaking roses like i don't know how to do any of those things and her dad's like and we definitely won't ever because <laughs> now had, we like, will not even if you business. ask right exactly so she's like going a little nuts trying to figure out this whole garden situation and at the same time a lot of stuff has kind of developed with her brother richard she's kind of like seen him a few times throughout this the one who's like standoffish the boring one yeah um and she's like i don't know if i've ever seen this side of him like he's being like like super friendly with his kids like he brought them to go get junk food i'm guessing richard's getting Divorced or separated, and something's
0: happening. Yeah, something's
1: going because you don't see the wife except for the first family dinner. Oh, you don't see her other than that. I haven't seen her yeah. since. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's yeah. what's going on here. But basically, like a lot of like character development because she's got so many freaking siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like side character developments happening, but then like her one sibling that she's closest to, Jack, like hasn't really touched base, so she's like a little irritated about that. And no, never mind. I thought Jack was dating one of her friends,
0: but she just invited Jack's wife girlfriend.
1: to her birthday
0: to the birthday okay yeah that's right i thought for a second jack's
1: girlfriend is like someone that she's like really close with and like her and jerry used to double date with them a lot okay but she was not invited to spain no she went she didn't go to spain okay Okay. no um right so um the next letter comes and it's to get a job
0: oh i don't want that (laughs) letter
1: jerry knows Uh, no one asked you jerry but she's at, like, a point where she's, like, feeling better enough that she, like, feels like she's up for it. And, like, she feels like Jerry's are helping her pick. And, like, in the movie, it's funny. She's, like, bounty hunter. And he's, like, that's not a thing. Vampire Slayer's not a real job. Like, that's how the movie does it. But that's kind of how it goes in the book, too. She's just, like, I could do this thing. And her family's, like, no.
0: It's not realistic.
1: Don't do that thing. You're not
0: going to succeed. No, hun.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, so... I'm pretty much at the point where I'm done in the book. So I'm going to assume it kind of unfolds like the rest of the movie because I think the vacation, other than the location, was the most similar. And so the second half of the book so far feels like it might stick to it a little bit further. Um, I did find out a little bit more about Daniel. So he moved from... Galway to Dublin to run this bar because he broke off an engagement oh like ago. so he's like recovering from like a whole thing apparently
0: was that right around the time then that Jerry died too so they're kind of
1: sort probably of the same yeah. yeah yeah probably around around the same time honestly yeah time wise that would make sense um her friend Denise is like super committed to this guy Tom right they were mm-hmm. like well that's super weird I've never seen you do that yeah they announced their engagement yay and holly's like kind of struggling with that because at the same engagement party announcement though um sharon like holds up a glass of orange juice when everybody's toasting and says so she's pregnant and she's pregnant yep. yeah so yeah like, holly's at a point where she's just like everyone's moving on with their lives and like i want to be happy for them but like my life has been taken from me like this isn't fair and i get it like it's not fair yeah like it's never fair Um, so like Holly's really struggling with that. And I don't remember if she got the letter from Jerry before, after this, I think before, and then that kind of pulls her back a little bit from like some of like feeling into like job hunting. So like, that's a little bit of a setback for her, I think. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now, is that, like, she's kind of struggling with, like, her friends are moving on with their lives, but she's trying really hard to be supportive, and, like, I think Daniel was there, and, like, he saw that, like, she was upset, and, like, so they've had, like, a closer friendship over the last, like, couple of chapters, where they've, like, interacted a little bit more and been, like, a little more friendly. Like, they'll greet each other with, like, a hug and a kiss on the cheek, like, that kind of thing. But, like, it could just be an Irish thing. Yeah. It could, honestly.
0: Just because we don't kiss cheeks in America, because you know, doesn't we don't
1: influence? Exactly. So basically that's what's happened so far in the book. I'm super invested on finishing it. I'm really bummed that I found out there was a part two, but I'm also glad because I was like, How on earth are they gonna wrap this up in the next twenty minutes?
0: Right. Yeah, that's the I've had that one where you're like, There's no way you're gonna wrap it up in this time frame. Like that can't happen. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, so what are the differences then so far with the movie that I've only seen one time?
1: So I don't remember any of the movie either. Yay. Okay. Well, in the movie, they're not childhood sweethearts. They meet when she's on a trip, like an art school trip to Ireland. And I think they meet in Galway, which is where Daniel is from in this one. Mm -hmm. So Jerry's from Galway and she's from America. Oh, so they moved to America in the movie. They, I'm pretty sure they live in, like, New York. I guess that is one way to make
0: the blockbuster, like, bigger, quote-unquote. Yeah, because, you know, we we can't like things in other countries. And... Oh, you're froze. Hang uh-huh. tight. Still froze. It's a really good picture. I wonder if I can get a picture of it. See if I can be quick enough. Oh dang it! You literally had this face. Best. It was, it was a good one. If I had been fast enough, oh, no. I wanted to snap of it. But oh, you're, you're red, red. So oh,
1: yellow. Red. Yellow again.
0: Oh, white. Oh, I'm still yellow. But okay, oh, now we're shit. white. Okay. okay. Where did we cut off? It's in America because we suck. So
1: it's in America because we're terrible. Okay. Um, in the movie, she only has one sibling kira no, i think the five is one. fun it is fun it adds a lot more or to the dynamic but it also it. makes it way longer
0: that's true yeah because there's a lot of characters to turn i mean into it's for
1: it's a 14 hour audiobook so yeah. yeah like it's way longer so i totally understand why they reduce it down to the one you know how i was saying that in the book the mother is like loving and caring and sweet uh-huh it's freaking kathy bates in the movie Oh, is and it she, really? She, and she's like sassy and she's like not interested in Holly getting these letters. She thinks like Jerry shouldn't have done that. Like, so she's like, Holly come pick so up your small? goddamn package
0: kind of a thing. Like get this shit out in of my the, house. Well, in
1: the movie, she doesn't, Holly doesn't go pick it up. Like it's her birthday. Like, so the movie kicks off with it being her 30th birthday at the house. So she doesn't, like, go out, like, none of that happens. Like, the movie her brother makes doesn't happen. None of that, because her brother doesn't exist. Yeah. So the movie literally starts off with, like, Holly being, like, super dirty and just, like, singing in her house, like, a Judy Garland sad song. And, like, her family and her friends, like, burst in, and they start, like, picking up the house, and they've got, like, a cake. And her mom was like, oh, yeah, there's this, like, letter outside or something. Or, like, there's a singing gram, I think, that brings a letter. Hmm. And she's okay. just like, is this Holly? And she's like, yeah, just give it to me. Like, something like that happens. It's been a little while since I've seen the movie, but something of like that effect, it comes to her.
0: Oh, so, yeah, it's, her so mom, it's not a the stack.
1: Inter- no. Okay. And her mom is just like, oh, this isn't a good idea. Because in the movie, they're not exactly, like, month to month. They, like, show up in specific places. Oh. Like, like he kind of says they're going to be month to month, but they're not exactly. Like, when they go on their trip, there's a letter at the place that they booked.
0: Mm-hmm. like.
1: So, it's not exactly like it. Um, <clears throat> in the movie, her dad is not around. The dad left. And so that's why Kathy Bates is such a better BZ. Mm, makes sense. <clears throat> uh, like I said, the location's different. Uh, their vacation in the movie is to Ireland, back to Galway to see where they met,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Where in the book they went to Spain.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Um, In the movie, Daniel, he's, like, a childhood friend of Jerry's who she meets because he's playing in a band in Galway when they go to visit.
0: So they kind of smushed her –
1: They, like, smushed a bunch of things together. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's in Dublin because they reference Grafton Street a lot, and I've been Mm. down that street. Oh, okay. so I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Dublin then, unless they're just like, I mean, she's an Irish author. I'm going to guess she's accurate. But, yeah, that makes sense. Location wise. Um, so like in the movie though, like he's the one, he's in a band. So she like sees him in the band and she thinks he's cute or whatever. But, and then he rescues them in the boat when they lose the oars. Because so he's in still, a band and he is. Boat and rescue. he's also like the local boat rescue. Yeah. basically, It's a small town. All right, fine. I'll buy. Small town. It. All right, it. I'll allow it. Yeah. Um. So like that's how she meets him in the movie, and she has no idea he's like Jerry's childhood best friend. until, like after she sleeps with him, and then she's like, "Oh my god!" Oh, that's awful. He'd be Very upset, and he's like, "We shared everything, but not not, not like that. We didn't do that. Not like, that, that was much. Mad. Not everything. I didn't mean that, but Oof. he would have no problem. I don't think. Oh my <laughs> no. Oof. So like okay. to this like whole thing, and like in the um book um she only references parents like once or twice and she basically says that like they don't get along which is the same in the movie but in the book because they're not from ireland the same way as they are in the movie right because like in the movie she sees them when she goes on their trip to ireland but in the book i guess they're like retired couple who travels so like on a cruise ship the entire time so
0: so they're gone yeah
1: Yeah. They just like send her letters every now and then. Okay. But like, that's it. Like, there's no investment there, but like, basically that's kind of the same. Like their, their relationship, like they didn't feel like she was good enough for Jerry and like, they just like, didn't get along. Right. She like took their son. How dare, how dare um Sharon has a baby in the movie that's the same Denise gets engaged real quickly to a guy named Tom in the movie that's the same so like oh, like I said they, a lot they of they kept
0: the names of the characters
1: for you the same thread like the same main thread occurs so like I get the changes that they made for the movie and I love this movie a lot so I don't have any qualms book versus movie but there's a lot more to the book and I think there's a lot more Holly development in the book which I really like
0: that makes sense. I mean, if you're going from, what, 14 hours to probably an hour and a half, two hour, and I don't think that's a two-hour like it, movie. It but may a two hour, Maybe a two-hour, maybe a two-hour movie. Yeah, like, at most. I mean, With mine was, mine was an hour and 20 minutes from a 5 page book. I guess it's like an book. hour and 40, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. An, I mean, that's so. just a thing we have as book readers, right? We have to accept that character development dies off, but.
1: I'm pretty good at like dividing a book versus a movie. Like I just see them as different entities, like just basically understanding like the constraints involved with each. I just mine and this will be a theme through this
0: entire podcast because every time we do these, I'm just gonna get more and more angry is when they change stupid things that don't need to be changed. Bothers me too. It's mm-hmm. unnecessary. Like, I have one where literally a character says a different line, like a in the book, it's a woman who says it. In the movie, it's a man. That woman was there standing right next to the man why couldn't she have said it Ugh. okay i'll get off my soapbox i'll save that for when we actually cover that one because it's on my list someday to cover so i go
1: but,
0: but uh, we had a lot to talk about you're frozen still Hold because on. those ladies lo- okay you're unfroze now
1: we had a lot to talk about in this one because we had like our books and then we had our movies and these were very long books. And so yeah, I think she only like a marathon episode.
0: I think she only writes long books. I don't think she writes any kind of shorter book.
1: I don't think she knows how, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Seems There's like she does things. a pretty good job. I yeah. mean, how many, how many love letters would you give this one? Oh. Uh, the book, my the book. book four. I think I'd stick with four. four. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, I haven't quite finished it, so I kind of want to see how she wraps it up and, like, who did the garden and, like, that kind of thing. But thus far, I would probably call it, like, at least, like, a four and a half because there's a really good balance of, like, romantic comedy and friendship and character development. And I also, as a bonus, do like the narrator because she does have an Irish accent, so it's fun. We'll just have to have you update us at the start of our next episode. Absolutely, because I'm going to have, like,
0: five more hours of book listening to do talking about our next episode. We are doing birthday books because we are both March birthday people, because March is a lovely month to have your birthday in. Yeah. It there's no holidays that take over things. My birthday always falls on spring break. Not that that matters anymore, but so nice though. Yeah. I've never worked or gone to school on my birthday and I hope to never have to.
1: I always take my birthday off.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I do now still, but even growing up, I never had to go to school or anything, but yeah. That's so hilarious. we each basically just picked a book for the other person for their birthday, because the next episode also drops on my actual birthday. Does so. it on your actual? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah.
1: Perfect. It's even so everyone gets to celebrate with us. So yay. Looking yep. forward to it. I got your book and then I'm sending you yours because mine came with a torn cover and I was very upset about it, but I was going to put it in pretty packaging and everything. So now you're just going to get a damn Amazon envelope. So you get your book in time. So you don't have to worry about reading it. It sounds great. That's that counts. Yeah. I'll make sure to check my mailbox. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll let you know what the tracking is. Okay.
0: But right. thanks everyone for listening. Hope you liked it as always. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your other birthday buddies because you know we all have birthday buddies out there heck yeah it's important i have like four i have two that i know of That's pretty good march is a popular month What's is i don't want to think about that no i don't want to do No, (laughs) i thought about doing the same thing i don't want to it's june i don't need to know don't tell us yeah we'll keep it secret you can find us on the social medias uh
1: instagram isn't it past your bedtime We've got a website where you can find all of our past books if you're curious what we've listened to and you don't have to listen through all of the podcasts. I mean, you should listen anyway, but like we have a list of them for your convenience. So you can go find those at isn't com? Mm-hmm.
0: So that way, you know, if there was one and you're like, oh, I really liked it. What was it? You don't have to re-listen. And we are on Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. So yeah. Thanks, everyone. And we will talk at you when we celebrate my birthday. Bye. Yay. Bye.